start by saying how excited we are as an organization uh, that Bill Nunn took a significant step, another step closer toward the Hall of Fame recognition as a contributor. Um, we were just also honored to be associated with him and we're just tickled that, that you know, he's going to get the recognition that he deserves and uh, we share in that joy with his family and uh, just an exciting day for us. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So welcome to the locker room. He's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and that was uh, Mike Tomlin talking about uh, Bill Nunn, and we were buddies with Bill Nunn, mm -hmm. and he is the finalist for the Hall of Fame. And he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. What an awesome step forward yeah. for a man who, I mean, he literally, you cannot really, if you if you went and made a Mount Rushmore yeah. for the Steeler organization, you got to find somewhere for that man to be on it. Right, right, Because right. what he did and in in what he put together with bringing scouting and bringing in the athletes, the stalls, the swans, yeah. Jack Lambert, all these things. This well, that, he, uh, that he, boom. He that's got, the guy. He got Elsie Greenwood, Dwight White, Mel right. Blunt, John Stallworth, and Donnie Shell. And there is a story. Yes, there is. Uh, and I don't think it's a story. Yeah, I think but, it's a truth. Yeah. So when all the scouts, <laughs> when you know the scouts used to go together, right? And they used to time guys, and so they went out to Southern Cal and uh, timed Lynn Swine before the 74 draft. And uh, uh, he was slow. So Bill Nunn hung back and got him at a 4-4. Well, yeah. didn't he have a – he went back, I thought. Yeah. He got yeah. a hammy. I, I, That's I, one of, there's yeah. something about a hammy. And yeah. then the other one was he hid some film. Yeah, he hid some film. <laughs> I love it. Yeah. I just love it. You talk about a super scout. Yeah. I had the opportunity – uh, some years ago, I was down on the south side at the facility, yeah. and I uh, was, you know, hanging around after uh, our show or someone goes, hey, Wolfie goes, come here. And he's, I sit down with him in the scouts room, yeah. you know, in the Bill Nunn room, which is the, the scouting room right. named after him. And he says, uh, he says, watch this. Now, he starts showing me a tape of a young man, an offensive lineman doing this, doing that. Yeah. You know, and so I'm watching. He goes, now, I want you to look at this and then tell me what you think. So I'm 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 looking. I'm like I'm going to impress yeah. Bill Nunn. I'm going to impress him with my knowledge, right? I'm going to I'm watching the whole thing forward, backwards, this way. And so then I, you know, I sit there and I'm like, okay, I, I got was it. Was it now. an offensive lineman? It was an offensive lineman, yeah. right? So I started I'm talking about you know some things that I thought I saw, and then he would go, uh, think about this. Do you think that's correctable? That, you know, and he went down the list. I was like, oh, you know. <laughs> I really didn't think that one through. He was tremendous. You know, and you know his knowledge just yeah. poured out. It was awesome. So uh, Carnell Lake went in to Bill Dunn's office every Thursday morning. And I would walk by, and I would see them talking, and they'd say, "Come on in, right. touch." Yeah, and and uh, uh, Bill was so great. He was uh, so gracious. Yeah, he, he was, was so such gracious. a loving, kind man. Yeah, he was just a good man. Right, right. You know what I mean? And what a Credit to the Steeler organization to yeah, have him. Forty six years. Think in the about studio. it. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. Was, you know what? He he knew uh, all the great like Muhammad Ali, and right. that. he really knew all these guys, man. Yeah. You know, and he used to tell stories. You know, we we're sitting around yeah. you and me, and he tells stories about Pittsburgh back in the forties, fifties, right. and stuff like that. It was just so cool, you yeah. know. And then 
I always say this because when you sat with uh, Mr. Nunn, uh, who's as dignified a gentleman as you're ever going to find. Yeah. Uh, after you came away from that, you you felt like you stayed at a Holiday in Chaluch, yeah. did you not? Yeah. Because you, you were just you, smarter you, for having you, talked you and hung knowledge. out with him. And so he knew, you know, he he knew Jackie Robinson. Yes. Yeah. And uh, uh, you know the Pittsburgh Courier, which he was a sports editor of before he became a scout uh, with the Pittsburgh Steelers, and uh, he also, you know, uh, he went to. Uh, the uh, uh, African American colleges and universities, and he uh, uh, pick an all star team, and yes. so that he had insider yeah. knowledge of all the HBCUs yeah. as they call yeah, them. That's HBCUs, historically yeah. black uh, uh, college and universities. Yeah, yeah. They, you yeah. know, <laughs> I had my notes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> And, uh, you know, uh, he was such a I great lost guy. I my notes. <laughs> uh, you know, and he deserves to be in the Hall of uh, Hall of Fame. Yes, he does. Yeah. There's no question about it. For so his... there, there, there might be four Steelers going into the Hall of Fame next year. Think about it. Yeah. Huh? Donnie Schell, uh, Troy Palomalo, right. Bill Cower, and Bill Nunn. Well, how about Alan Fanica? That remains to be seen, too. All right, there, there's no question, Alan, this... This would be ginormous. Yeah, five. They, you know what? They just might have to have a Steeler night. You yeah. know, forget the rest of them. Yeah, but we, so LC should be there. So maybe we'll we'll still play in the uh, Hall of Fame game next year. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because the five guys. Yeah, yeah. Well, then you could again. Why don't you just put them all in that should be right? I mean, because LC should LC be there. Should, and Andy, Andy Russell. Russell, and no doubt, yeah, Andy Russ should be there. No yeah. doubt about yeah. it. Uh so. Anyhow, uh, congratulations to the entire Nun clan because yeah. uh, first thing off, uh, Bill was a, a husband, a father, yeah, and um, grandfather, grandfather, and and what a laugh he had. And, and yeah. I always remember when he we had a nice personal moment. And he patted me on the shoulder, and said, "You know, Wolf, it's you know you, you hold a special place with me." I said, "Really? Why is that?" He goes, "You're the only one, only one I missed at." <laughs> <laughs> You know, uh, uh, he came with Raleigh to Indiana State. Really? Uh, yeah. And then, uh, you know, uh, I was uh, I was snapping to Raleigh, short snapping, and I had a long thumbnail, and I gashed his between his fingers. Oh no! And he started bleeding like a a, a, a stuck pig. Right. And then I I uh, long snap to Bill Nunn. And I skipped one in, and he bent over, and he split his pants. <laughs> this guy's a mess. I, 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 I said, I'm not going to be drafted by these guys, you know. When I when I <laughs> I worked out for Chuck, and I accidentally punched him in the face, and he was bleeding. Yeah. <laughs> I remember calling my mom afterwards, Hoopy, you know. Um, and Hoopy will remember this because she's listening right now. This is her morning thing. She's listening to two of her boys. That would be you and me, bro. Uh, ho- so, Hoopy, Hoopy, we, lo- yes, we, we, we love, love you. you. <laughs> we love you, Hoopy. So I afterwards I called uh, I called my mom, Hoopy, and I said, you know, I uh, I accidentally punched Coach Noel in the mouth. He's bleeding. Um, you can just write Pittsburgh off. <laughs> no, but they're not going to draft me. Yeah. Isn't that funny? Yeah. There, we had all that happen. We got drafted by Yeah, we got drafted the by the, the one team that you thought, okay, they're out. They're they're out. <laughs> yeah, and because of the uh all the Hall of Famers and right. because of all the Super Bowls. Uh who wants us? Yeah, who then wants Then you go in and you get aggravated because some idiot snaps the ball low, you split your pants, you you get a fingernail in the fingers, you get punched in the mouth. Yeah. <laughs> you know, come on. 
So Chuck Chuck came to Syracuse to see you? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, but Bill Nunn didn't come to see me. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, well, you know. You know, it was just Chuck. Chuck yeah. came. Yeah, Chuck then came. Then Raleigh, Raleigh was supposed to come at a later point in time, but uh, I pulled my hamstring. Yeah. <laughs> and so I figured, well, there's that's spike number two in the in the old uh, the nail number two in the old draft yeah, coffin. Yeah, the the first scout to see me from uh, the Steelers was Joe Krupa. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember Joe? Yeah, yeah. He he was a great guy. I remember Bobby Bethard from the Washington Redskins. Yeah. Says, oh, if you're an inch taller, you'd be in the first three rounds. I'm like, come on, <laughs> what's an inch? Please. Yeah. You know. Give me a shot. Yeah, you know, the, the the offensive line for coach from the Detroit Lions said, uh, "You're you're small. <laughs> you're you're too small for us." And you go, eh, "I'm probably slow too." Yeah. <laughs> you know the whole process. When you think about that, it was it was exciting. It right. Was, it was beyond. I don't even know what to compare it to because yeah. there were so many hopes and dreams that we had. Right. You and I growing up in separate towns, Buffalo and Chicago. Yeah. And then eventually coming together as brothers for 40 years. What right. A, what an act of God to bring a couple of knuckleheads together. Yeah, that's and right. Be friends. That, that knuckleheads yeah. together. And... You, you were talking yesterday when I speared you out in LA. Yeah. When I hit you in that keister, man, you went down because Matt Millen was, you were grill to grill with Millen. Yeah. I was laying on top of him. And, and, and Matty goes, Are you okay, Tudge? I go, No. I got I got hit in the keister. When when they were in the huddle and Stouter was in the huddle and he goes, We're down a man and Webby looks at me and I like the Webby and I went, I wonder who that is. I can't believe I said that. Yeah. Who, who could that be? Yeah. Just because I tagged you right in the left cheek and drove you into the ground. No, it was in the middle. It was in the oh, middle. I, no, no. I first oh, contacted yeah. you in the left side. Oh, right, 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 right. Yeah. <laughs> who, who, we're down a guy. Who could that be? <laughs> oh, oh, my stomach hurts. Yeah, you, you, you were trying to uh, avoid uh, recognition. <laughs> You were trying to avoid recognition. <laughs> Who could that be? The, yeah. You know what? A, what a statement, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> we're down a guy. Yeah, we're down a guy. Gee, I wonder. I wonder who that could be. Maybe the guy you just poleaxed. Yeah, yeah. Mere thirty seconds ago, who who couldn't even get off the ground, right? Because he got he just got speared in right. the keister. Yeah. Well, I but and I got back in the huddle. Oh, you did. Yeah. You came back in. And it was so funny because yeah. you were dragging that leg. Yeah. You can laugh now because yeah. it's not like you, know, you recovered from it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Thankfully, it's not a permanent issue. <laughs> Disfigurement. Yeah. You know, and... um you had 73 one, one thing, tattooed on that one, cheek, baby. <laughs> one, when, when you hit me, there was, oh. a, there was a giant... Uh, hill on uh, on my lower back. Uh, it was it was inflamed and it was swollen. And uh, uh, Ralph said, uh, if that doesn't go down, we're gonna have to uh, suck the the fluid to... out of it. And I go suck the fluid out of it. You had to go see Doctor Pimple Popper. Yeah, <laughs> Doctor Pimple Popper. 
The one there's a cable show called yeah. Doctor Pimple Bopper. Have you seen those? No, I'm not gonna look at it. Yeah, it's gross. It's gross. <laughs> it's like your finger when you had staff in your finger. That was the grossest thing I've ever seen. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. When I had staff, <laughs> it was just bad. Uh, Blackie, coming out. Blackie called it pus <laughs> finger. <laughs> Like James Bond. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, my stomach hurts. Yes, yes, indeed. Yeah. Well, congratulations again to the entire Nun Clan because yeah. this opportunity for them to uh, move forward in, in really delayed recognition yeah. because what Bill Nunn meant to in, and achieved in opening up the historically black colleges and universities yeah, yeah. Uh, was was just tremendous. Right. You know, you think about it. You got Bill Nunn, you know, and and we got uh, Mitch. Yeah. John Mitchell was the first at uh, Alabama uh, athlete. Uh, yeah. Yes. Uh, I, yeah. These Mitch. these are men that are, are of yeah. incredible quality and character. Yeah. yeah. You know what I mean? And uh, you know, I keep telling them too. You know, now you think about it, there needs to be a story of Bill Nunn's life yeah. as there is John Mitchell. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because these are these are men that are extraordinary men who faced extraordinary circumstances. Yeah, and uh, were extraordinarily successful. Absolutely. Yeah. And so, uh, Mitch. Uh, and I did not. I did not blindingly. You know. Uh, nail either one of those guys. Yeah. So, so Saturday, <laughs> Saturday night, Mitch goes. Where where is your cohort? And I said he's sitting up <laughs> up in the in the top row. He goes, oh, why is he sitting by himself? Did you tell him? Well, he he lost his uh, mask. He's uh, trying to pretend that he's got one. I, uh, <laughs> well, you know, uh, you were social distancing. I was. I yeah. social distanced correctly. You, you you were way. You know, you since were, you since you saw my mask lying at my feet and said nothing about it, because uh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I was going to tell you, but <laughs> I, I forgot. forgot. Gee, thanks so much. That's so well. You know, I, I forgot. Uh, you because yeah, I, I yeah. was going over in my mind what I was going to talk about, uh, and from uh, when I was going to talk about Anthony McFarland, right? And I was going to talk about uh, the offensive line, right? And uh, I was, yeah. and you could have just reached down and, and grabbed the mask, yeah. You know, I, I, <laughs> you, know you, 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 you had uh, saliva in it, I didn't want to do it. <laughs> Yeah. You didn't have your can of Lysol. Yeah, that's you, right. You, the Lysol king. I would have shot the Lysol <laughs> because I didn't have my backpack. Oh, this is a funny yeah, morning, man. Yeah. yeah uh, you know, um, this is a lack of sleep on my part. Yeah. <laughs> and everything just seems really funny at this point. Well, I got up at 2 o'clock in the morning, too. I, yeah. But I... But I was able to fall back asleep at three o'clock. I think I think I checked. Uh, I, I I punched back out at four and then got up at five. Yeah. That alarm went off. Yeah, it was like. Do you ever like you wake up, you look at the alarm, the thing's been ringing for a while. Yeah, yeah. I, no, I I wake up before the alarm. Um, I I you know one of the things that uh, I, I found out is don't look at your watch in the middle of the night. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. So uh, just then, how do you know go, if you're awake or not? Yeah, just well, just try to go back to sleep. You don't know if you're dreaming. Yeah, yeah. Well, See if I check in and I check my watch, then I know that I'm I'm, I'm awake. Yeah, yeah, but uh, the, <laughs> then I want to go back to yeah. sleep. Well, you know, uh, don't look at the watch because it'll okay. it'll it'll keep you up. Okay. Yeah, 
Yeah. Maybe I start taking my watch off. Yeah. Uh, Better do that. Yeah. Jacob, how'd you sleep last night? Did you sleep well? Yeah. Like he's, yeah, he's, he's fine. Young. The rest yeah, he's young. Yeah, he's young. You know, what is it about getting old that makes you don't sleep as much? I don't and, know. Uh, that's just wrong. Yeah. That's really, I remember sleeping sometimes like 12 hours. Right. You know, I mean, like uh, my dad. My dad used to tell my mom, "Go, is a kid in a coma? What's he doing? Wake him up! He, he should be, he should be up at work and doing something. He's got to cut the grass, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. And Hoopy be there going, oh, now Ron, it's okay. He's just, he's growing. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, one of the things is uh, when we were roommates, right? You stayed up late. Yes. And Got up late, and yes. I got up. I went to bed, went bed early, early and got and up, I early. Got up early. And, yeah. uh, and, and then it became you went to bed early and got up earlier. Yeah, <laughs> and so uh, I would be out in. A, I, I I fall asleep in in a minute. You're ridiculous. Yeah, you can fall asleep from from the last word till the first snore. I've timed it 27 seconds. Yeah, it's unbelievable. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we're gonna take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in a locker room. And uh, if you want to get in on the conversation, it's 412-919-1316. We'll be back after this. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, welcome back to the locker room. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch. And uh, uh, we uh, are having a really good time this morning. No uh, question about it. You know what? Reminiscing about old days. I enjoy it. This is Pat Travers, by the way. Yeah. Boom, boom, of the lights. Yeah, I, I like that. It's, it's a high-energy high octane pick me up right. thing you know so it's important to have a little high energy look one of the things happening in the uh, NFL year coming up and we experienced that Saturday night was the ambient sound that was pumped into the stadium right. and there's not all the coaches apparently are all on the same track about how loud or should they have it or do they have fans and and some teams you know they're going to start some some teams are saying well wait a minute it should be no fans Across the board or fans across the board. Yeah. None of the partial stuff. And we've heard Mike Tomlin weigh in on He's like, hey, look, you know what? It really doesn't matter. It's kind of like you got to do what you got to do. This is an extraordinary year. This is a year unlike any yeah. other year. You know, but Chan Gailey says, okay, now you're going to go with ambient sound. Right. Okay, so we experienced that. They pumped it in. It yeah. goes at about 80 decibels. About 85 is like a lawnmower. Yeah. Uh, 120 is, a, is like a rock concert. Uh, the highest decibel re- recorded level was 142.4 when the uh, Kansas City Chiefs, when the Patriots played at the Chiefs yeah. in uh, 014. Okay? So that was, like, super loud. And you remember they used to have the mural, or they do, outside the Kansas City Visitors yeah. locker room. It says, this is, you know, the loudest stadium in right. 142. Um, so anyhow, Chan Gailey says, well, wait a minute. Now, if you're going to be pumping music in or noise – What's to say you got some homer at home playing with the volume knob on third down and it creeps up above the 80 decibel level yeah. to like 85, 90, something like that, which automatically, and he says, I'm not too keen on that. And my first thought was, 
Patriots, more Patriot games, more right. shenanigans yeah. in Foxborough. What do you think, Jaluch? Well, you know, uh, I don't think they're going to play ambient sound. Uh, I just think they're going to allow it uh, to go. Uh, you know, one of the things uh, colleges... You mean as is? They're yeah, not going to yeah. pump it in yeah, like they did Saturday night? I, I don't think they are. Okay, I'm, I'm going to go the other way. I'm going to say I think that they are. Because, uh, you know, when um, Indianapolis had the microphones... Uh, they're ahead of their yeah, time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was uh, the crowd noise was coming over the speakers. Right. And that was uh, illegal. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, yes, it was, it, it was illegal, but, uh, I, I, I think, um, you know, in colleges, they play rock and roll, right? They play songs. Well, they uh, do that pregame, when, you know, when too. I went to speak at Indiana state, uh, they, I was watching practice and they were playing music, right? And uh, that was well, it's like the warm-ups for the Steelers. They yeah, did that. that was cool. That was cool. Right. Uh, but I don't think they're going to do that. I, 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 See, I, just, I think they have to. Why? Because you got an empty stadium because you've got stadiums that are going to be empty. Yeah. Um, you know, it, that's the problem. you got places like Philly where the mayor and Governor Wolf say, oh, no people whatsoever. Then you've got places like Miami that says, okay, we'll go with 13,000 people. All right, they're going to do that down in uh, uh, for the Bills' home opener, you know, or right. the uh, Dolphins' home opener. So I think you've got to balance it with some kind of noise because we've experienced listening to Mike Tomlin speaking to his team down on the field, and we can hear right. word for word. Yeah. So that to me, they're going to have to play some ambient sound, or you're going to have a real imbalance of what's what you can do out there. This is this is going to be interesting because yeah. how you balance this out. To me, is going to be very, very interesting because you know it's it's not equal across the board anyhow. I mean, you, you think about it when we played down in Miami in December and it was so hot, right? You know, I mean, that's a home at field advantage, right? right? Yeah, uh, Tampa Bay, you get home field advantage because you're used to you know you got the thin blood. Yeah. At the same time, you play the Buff Bills or Green Bay Packers outdoors in December, January. That was fun. That. Oh, it's fun for yeah. us, yeah. you know, but it wasn't fun to go down to Tampa well, or Miami. Well, well, you know, when uh, we played in Tampa in 89, well, it was snowing. Well, true. That, that was snowing. Well, that's an anomaly. It hadn't snowed for in Tampa for like 30 years, yeah, yeah. you know, prior to that. So that, you know, you go to Denver, Denver yeah. at altitude. Yeah. You know, that's different than, you know, playing in Pittsburgh or playing in Buffalo or, you know, playing down at sea level, wherever right. there was a Death Valley. Think yeah. about that. Yeah. yeah. So anyhow, it's not the same across the board, right? Uh, but I think that you've got to come up with something that's consistent that you use at each of the stadiums to counterbalance what <laughs> would be the Cliff Stout whispering in the huddle problem. Right, 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 right. Uh, you know, um, because uh, Stutter, when he played in the USFL, he played for the Birmingham Stallions. And uh, they played uh, the LA Express right. in the Los Angeles Coliseum. Coliseum, and he said, and "What was the seating for that? Yeah, they, over a hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah. And and how uh, many did they have? I, like three thousand. Three thousand. <laughs> and you, he had to be quiet. He had to whisper in the huddle. <laughs> they had to crowd yeah, in they, together yeah, they, tight. They, yeah. yeah. So I, I wonder if that's going to happen. Exactly. So that could be. I mean, that's why I say I think pumping in the ambient sound plus 
It's going to be, I wonder how that would, like on TV, that's just, that would be kind of crazy. Right, right. You know, you're just sitting there, there's this huge empty stadium that, yeah. uh, you know, they're, and they're going to, in the first number of rows, they're going to, you know, cover with something. You know, yeah, with you know, that they, advertising. They, they play with uh, uh, figures in the, in the seats, you know, baseball, hockey, and, uh, you know, they had a little less than, Good success in South Korea in yeah, soccer. Yeah, yeah. Somebody came up with a wrong idea about yeah. putting the wrong sort of dolls in right, the stands. Right, so, right, right, right. That didn't turn out well. Yeah, that didn't turn out. But <laughs> it's like, who made that call? Yeah. Who said this is a good idea? Yeah. <laughs> Zooks, man. So anyhow, um, it'll be interesting to see how this all gets leveled out. But my first thing was when you heard Chan Gailey talking about the fact, well. You know, if you get a homer pointing with the knob on yeah. third down, uh, my first thought was, ooh, you know what? Those Patriot guys, they seem to have a lot of fun, funky kind of stuff going on there. Do you think um, uh, the Giants are going to have any fans? I don't think so. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't know if they fall under that, uh, you know, the w- New York State. Um, you know, we got to check that out because yeah. every team is coming up with – you know, whether or not they're going to have fans or yeah, some yeah, fans. Yeah, but, like the Ravens originally said they were going to have, uh, you know, like 13,000, 18,000 people. Now they're saying none. Yeah. So, I don't, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Yeah. We'll have to check that out. Yeah. So. All right. We got to go to the phones. It's 412-919-1316. And it's Jordan in North Carolina. Jordan, welcome to the locker room, brother. How you guys doing? Good. Fantabulous. Jordan, how are you? Not too bad. Just uh, just living the dream. Uh, <laughs> Jordan, there was a, a a touch of sarcasm in there. Uh, yes, sir. This whole lockdown thing still messes with me a little bit. Okay. Yeah. I'm glad to have, I'm glad to have football back. That's for sure. Oh, yeah. you ain't kidding, brother. We need it. Yes, sir. Um, I was wondering if you guys had uh, I hadn't been able to listen the last two days. Have you guys uh, started looking into, like, camp phenoms or you going to do that this year? You know what? Because we're not close enough. uh, It's getting uh, aggravating. Yeah. Yeah. uh, We're we're not on the field. We're up in the stands. And it's hard to pick a camp phenom. But uh, I was was looking at Deion Kane. And, uh, you know, uh, I'm a big fan, uh, Deion Kane. He looks like Dante Adams to me. Uh, and uh, I'm still in the intelligence gathering stage of my uh, yeah, decision making. Yeah, because because we're not with the scouts. I'm he's not around not Kevin Colbert yeah, he, and the scouts. Yeah, I gotta, not, I gotta do more intelligence yeah. gathering. You know. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, I, I was wondering what you guys have seen out of like some of the depth in the secondary, like uh, the, the, the rookie uh, Trajan Bandy and Curtis Riley that we got. I've heard some good things about Curtis Riley. Yeah, I like oh, Curtis Riley. He's, he's been making plays since yeah. he showed up. Yeah, I, I like Curtis Riley. And, you know, I, I think uh, that secondary with uh, uh, Mike Hilton, Cam Sutton, Steve Nelson, uh, Joe Hayden, uh, uh, Minka Fitzpatrick, uh, Terrell Edmonds, uh, and uh, Riley, uh, you know, I, I think we have a, a really good secondary. And you know what, um, Cam, one of the questions to Mike Tomlin was, uh, Cam Sutton's playing everywhere. So what, what, you know, what are you learning from him? And he said, uh, he said he is versatile. 
that that's versatility. And hey, Jordan, are you pushing buttons there, brother? Because uh, something's coming over the so. phone. Something's coming over the phone. Oh, I'm I'm sorry, I was. Oh, okay, that's all right. Okay, sorry. All right, you're sorry. forgiven. <laughs> Jacob, our producers, are like going, get on there, tell him, tell him he's he's hitting numbers. Oh, sorry. So, uh, all right. Oh, is that it? Okay. Yeah. Um. Here's the thing. You know, these guys uh, and that back end are absolutely of a caliber that I right now it's it's like you don't want to get too hyper, but they are really good. Yeah. You know, I mean, Cam Sutton. Tom Bradley says Cam Sutton's like putty. You yeah. can put him anywhere. Yeah, he's play, you know? he, he could play free safety. He could play And slot. you got the front end of that defense coming up with 54 saccharations. They body bagged 54 last year. Think about what Stefan Tuitt means to that pass rush. They could go over 60. Get Zooks, man. That's a lot of body bagging. Uh. Oh, yeah. Just like you guys said, it's not Batman and Robin with, with Cam Hayward and Stephon Tuitt. It's it's Batman and Superman. Yeah. I think Stephon Tuitt, for the first six weeks of the season last year, he was my MVP for the team. He was playing outstanding. Wasn't yeah. he? Man, oh, man. Just, Cause, you just know, tremendous. I, I feel that Stephon Tuitt can be a dominant player. And uh, Cam is Hayward a is player. a dominant player. Yeah. And the two of them – uh, they're they're gonna wreak havoc. Jordan, this is one of the times when my math skills come into play. One plus one equals three with these guys. <laughs> they're that oh, yes, good, sir. Yes, sir. you know. They have that extra plus. Yeah. So, anything else, brother? Uh, I, I had a question about. Um, I heard Tom Bradley talking about uh, Marcus Allen, and yeah. then also uh, Trajan Bandy. I was wondering what you guys thought about them because he. He, he was talking pretty glowingly about Marcus Allen. I always liked him at uh, Penn State. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, Marcus Not only that, Allen. he's very 70s stylish. Yeah, huh? yeah, yeah. Marcus Allen, uh, I, I, I like him. I like him. He uh, looks, he, he's like playing he's fast. You know, he's uh, he, he's no, he's got the defensive. The, he's got the defense memorized, and he's playing much better. Uh, and uh, much more confident and much faster. And the other thing about it, like I said, he wears shorts like back in the 70s. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, the short shorts. <laughs> well, All right, brother, we got to roll. Yeah. Okay, all right, bye. What, hey, you know, thank you, you got Jordan. another question, Jordan? Uh, I, I was wondering if you guys had seen anything out of Trajan Bandy, the undrafted rookie free agent out of, uh, I think it was Miami. Not, you know, you I can't know, say that I have right now. Yeah. Um, just because okay. that he falls under the I can't get close enough to get a real right. feel for it. Yeah. You see guys from a distance okay. and it's aggravating as all get out. Yeah. But yeah, it's where we're, we're at. Yeah, yeah. We, we uh, you know, we're not on the field and we're we're in the stands. And right. so we're far away. And I had to be there because I lost my mask because my idiot friend saw it at my feet and didn't say a word. Yeah, so yeah. I had he, to was like at, he was sitting at the top of the stadium. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jordan. Right. Thank you, brother. God bless you, bro. All right. Uh, we're going to take a break and uh, we're going to come back with more calls. Uh, he's Wolf um, Tunch, and you are in the locker room, and he is Put maskless. the lice all away. Yeah. Put it away. Yeah, I'm going to spray in your mouth. <laughs>
Locker Room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. And he is heavy. And he is my brother. <laughs> weigh in Wednesday. So how much do you weigh? Weigh in Wednesday. How much do you, you weigh know, this morning? We had a little setback. <laughs> You're back over three bills? We had a little setback, but... It was just a little. Yeah. Because I rang the bell at 299.5, baby. I'm still under three bills. Play it, baby. Yeah. Yeah. You know it. Under three bills. So you know what that means. I don't want to work. I just want to bang on the drum all day. You know it, man. I did it. I pulled in another week under the big 3-0. Jay Jackson of the Apologetics wrote a song uh, on a parody on this, and he says, uh, I don't want to work. I want to brag on the Lord all day. Yeah. Right. Well, I'm banging on the drum, baby, because I got back in under 300. <laughs> 299, but you you gained a well, pound. Well, I did. I, that's, it was a little setback. You know what it is? It's those darn chocolate chip cookies. In the box lunch. Yeah. I keep eating them, and it's like, you, you gave me yours. Yeah, you, you, you know, you're really sabotaging my weight loss efforts. Right. <laughs> well, you wanted, you wanted them. Well, yeah, that's You true. asked for them. No, I didn't. You asked did for I? them. Yeah, I you did. I did. You got, are you going to eat your chocolate chip cookies? I said, no. I, but give, I didn't say give them to me. Yeah, you said give them I to me. I did not. Yeah, you I said. I said, are you going to eat Yeah. All right. You ate half a one. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then I ate the other yeah, one. Yeah, all right, all right. Uh, we're back. He's Wolf. I'm Touch. You're in a locker room. Let's Don't go to the Don't bring me down, though, let's... because I'm still under 300, Let, baby. Let's go to the phones. Uh, 412-919-1316. We got Robbie in Raleigh, North Carolina. Robbie, welcome to the locker room. Hey, guy. Hey, hey, Wolf. Congratulations on being a half a biscuit away from 300 pounds. <laughs> That's all. <laughs> Thank you, Robbie. I appreciate that. Yeah. There's a man who knows. The that, importance of being half awesome. a biscuit. That's that, awesome. That, that's that's what they called uh, uh, Perry. Uh, biscuit. Yes, because William he was, Perry, yes. Yeah, William Perry, because he was uh, a biscuit short of... 400. 400. Wow. Well, anyhow, thank you, brother. I appreciate your kind words. Hey, hey, listen, guys, listen, question. Uh, going into the Giants game, man, I, I can't believe it's less than three weeks before we play football, but going into the Giants game, is it actually going to be hard to prepare for them? Because I know we have no film, uh, no preseason. I know Jason Garrett's the offensive coordinator now, so yeah. what do we do? Go back and look at old Cowboy? Uh, right, yeah. And Tennessee and stuff like that. And, and, I, and I'm assuming also, it's going to be kind of hard for them to prepare for us now since we got the motion and the misdirections uh, and things like that. And let me ask you this one question, too. Uh, I, I would like to get you guys' take on, both you guys, in your day, who was the one player that you feared the most? Mm. Now, it shocked me. I heard somebody talking about this a couple weeks ago, and they said a guy that I have never heard of, and it was unbelievable. I was like, well, I never heard of that guy. But they was like, that guy sh- sh- put fear in them. So if you guys can answer that for me, I'd appreciate it. So Reggie White was uh, the most intimidating player 
Uh, it was scary. You know, he was uh, uh, a genetic mutation. Uh, he's six. He's six four, uh, three hundred pounds, and he could run like a deer, and he was strong. Uh, and he was such a good guy because he'd say, "Tunch, how's the family? God bless you, brother." <laughs> yeah, and and so you couldn't get mad at him. You couldn't get right. mad at him. Uh, and he was he was a great guy. When when I was in Green Bay. Uh, we were in a Bible study together, uh, uh, Reggie, Johnny Holland, um, Kenny Rutgers, and Rich Moran, and uh, he, he was just a great guy. I used to uh, have go-rounds with Randy White every time we played down there in Dallas. Yeah. Um, Randy was, wow. uh, we, he and I were like uh, gasoline and kerosene. We just didn't get along. So it was always one of those, uh, you know, ball up your fist, have at it type things. But, I, you know, to say the most i would have to i got to put a couple other guys in that class though and one would be daryl daryl grant from washington because you talk about people that nobody talk about daryl grant Mm -hmm. was a high level performer at defensive tackle very very good the other guy that gets very he got very little pub and that was because of his early demise which was such a shame was jerome brown from the eagles right jerome brown was a uh, a notch below Reggie White, right? If, yeah. if anything, wow. um, you know how he would have risen to what stature. Finally, I don't know, but he had this many of the same qualities as Reggie White, and I think yeah. for him, losing him, such a shame because he he would be he was a guy that was capable of dominating right. people. So yeah. there's there's yeah. my three. Yeah. Okay. 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 And the, and the. Uh... So the the question I had about the is it did we go back and look at old cowboy film to yeah I, th- I I you know I think so I I think uh, Butsy's uh, looking at uh, uh, the cowboy I'm film I'm sure he's or, looking yeah. at that and whatever you know Joe Judge has yeah, had his Joe hands Judge, on you know in Joe the past. Judge uh, uh, he pl- he he was coaching at New England. So maybe there's a, a little New England uh, uh, offense there. Just as long as there's no New England shenanigans. Yeah. But oh, the yeah, fact that, that, yeah, I think um, here's here's the thing about it. With the addition of Matt Canada with Randy Feetner and Big Ben back in the saddle, uh, I think there's a possibility of a nice intermixture of some things that may surprise. We have a September yeah. surprise ready for the yeah. uh, Joe Judge Giants. Yeah. 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 I'm looking for. Yeah. Yeah, guys. Okay. Well, hey, listen, Wolf, the secret is this, man. What's Diet up? donuts. Diet donuts. Diet, Diet donuts. donuts. Tell me, tell me Super your theory. How does that work? Super well, I donuts. I can't take the secret. I can't. I can't tell you. <laughs> but if you find them, let me know. Diet donuts. I'm waiting for them to make them. Thank you, brother. <laughs> All right, <laughs> Jordan. Jordan. He or uh, Robbie. Robbie. He uh-huh. he doesn't eat any diet stuff. <laughs> Yeah, oh. Robbie. Robbie, you know when you take the T off the word diet, what are you yeah. left with? Die. <laughs> well, that's why they got the hole in the donut to take some of the sugar out. Say, there you go. Stick to donuts with a hole in them. Yeah, right. Thank you, brother. So, super donuts. You know, Karen's eating super donuts from Franco. There you go. Yeah. Those are great. I love yeah. those. She orders those. them uh, by the box load. I'll tell her to order two. And yeah. Bring them in. Yeah. All yeah. Right. All right, Robbie. Thanks, God bless brother. you, buddy. What a, uh, that that was nice. Diet donuts. I like that. Yeah. It'd be like a meat donut. All right. Let let's go to, let's go to the phones. 412-919-1316. Uh Nick downtown. Nick, welcome to the locker room. 
Conscient Wolf, what's going on, man? It's Rick. But what's up, man? Oh, Rick. He I'm can't sorry. see. Yeah. He's blind as a bat. Right. Hey, Wolf. Yes. Wolf, two years ago, you were like 270 at the homeless walk. <laughs> Well, you know, the, I didn't quarantine very well. I quarantined. Yeah. <laughs> or more. <laughs> hey, Mike, I'd like to get your take on this. I never heard anybody discussing this. this. What do I know? But I don't understand why the Steelers never considered using Big Al as tackle eligible instead of John Banner. Wasn't he a tight end? The guy can walk on his hands. He's at West Point. He probably can run like the deer. Why don't they use Big Al? They tried. He dropped the ball. Yeah. One time. <laughs> oh, he can't catch. You know, uh, I, I'll just say this. No, no, he caught an extra. Oh, wait a minute. He called a two point conversion up in uh, Denver. Yeah. That's right. That's right. I remember up at camp. They split him out one time, and uh, I think he clanged that, if I remember correctly. Yeah. But in Denver, he did on an extra point conversion. Uh, they threw to him, and he caught it. So you never know. That could always be in the works. Uh, but let's keep it on the down low because we don't want the, the Joe Judge Giants to yeah. uh, get any whiff of that. You know what I mean? Well, oh, I, last, last thing, guys. You were talking about your toughest player. Did you ever have to – did you ever play against – I think he was a little – before your time, but Leroy Selman? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I yeah. played against him. Yeah. They said he was unblockable. You know what? Um, he was a great, great player. His brother Dewey wasn't bad either. Yeah. Dewey played nose tackle, but Leroy and John Kolb was a battle for the ages. Those right. two, they used to go at it. That was really something to watch. Yeah. And by well, the I way, if you see Colby, to... I saved his fanny one time. Yeah. On account, I picked up Leroy when he whiffed Leroy. <laughs> Yeah, I remember Colby with uh, Alvin Bethea a lot. Oh, and, yeah. Uh, you, Michael Dean Perry, I think he's had some wars with him, huh? Yeah, Michael Dean was a well, great Wolf player. Well, Wolf had uh, yeah. uh, wars with Michael <laughs> Dean Perry. Yeah, and, and yeah. with William. Yeah. You know, the funny part about it, William Perry, when I played him in Chicago, was so big. I got word from some other guys I knew. He was 375. Right. And they shot the end zone, you know, because he got the all 22 sidelines, then the end zone view. It was so low level that when you went from the, I think it was the north end. Uh, is it run north, south, or east, west from the? It runs north, south. Okay, north, south. So from the, I believe it was a north perspective, and the and the bears were had their backs to the camera. You could only see my hand if William was lined up over me. Yeah, <laughs> he was that big. Are you touch? Are you tie on this? Uh, who's the guy going for the right tackle spot? Uh you Not know. John, you the you, other guy. You know, uh, Zach and uh, uh, Chooks are battling it out. Right. Uh, Chooks has, uh, has gotten better from last year. He's using his hands much better. Uh, but Zach Banner is using his hands much better as well. Uh, but, uh, uh, you know, he's moving his feet. But one of the things that I – if I would – was Zach, I would set out and uh, not set vertical. Right. Uh, because, uh, he, you know, when he, he sets, uh, uh, when he sets out, when he short sets, he's better. TJ White is an equal opportunity tackle beater, though. Yeah. He's, he's uh, taking both of them to the show. Yeah. Okay, then, guys. You just have a great day. Oh, yeah. Thank thank, you, brother. Thanks for calling, uh, Rick. Uh, God bless you, buddy. Take care. Uh, so, you know, one, one of the things that, uh, one of what things 
one of the things that uh, I'm focusing on oh. is Zach and Chooks. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And, well, that's a great battle that we're going to see. Chooks got a groin. Right. He's got a groin right now. That, but, you know, those heal. Yeah. It'll heal. Here's the thing about it. Um, it makes me wonder how long before declaring a starter. And yeah, at what point do you say, okay, we're going to ride with this because it's, somebody's bound to have a, a subpar performance. Right. Okay? So do you stick with it, you know, or, or are you going to make changes? You know, Mike Tomlin always talks about being light on his feet, being able to right. make and adapt to changing circumstances. So uh, I wonder, Sean Surratt's going to have a decision coming yeah. up. But he says, you know, even going into the first week, even in the Giants week, uh, you know, it might not be ready to make a call until right. near game time. Yeah, 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 yeah. And, and it's going to be interesting. Um, uh, do you think Chooks has the – Slight lead. I think he's got an inside line yeah. at it. Um, they again, they used him on Denver. They used him against the Rams. Yeah. Um, I look at that and, and uh, he's. I, if anything, I think Chooks is a little ahead of uh, Zach in the pass pro. Right. And that you know, bottom line is it really? You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, Chooks is uh, a little more finesse. I think Zach is a little bit more. You know, brawny. Come off and yeah. I'm going to sumo your butt out of here. Right. Uh. So that's where we're at right now. Yeah. All we got to do, all Zach's got to do is use his hands. Get right. those hands out. He's got them back by his chest so much. Yeah. And if he does that, you, you know, you look at his feet. Right. For such a big man, he's got some great feet. Right. You know, as does Chooks. Yeah. But Chooks was a, he was a soccer goalie. Yeah. Chooks is 6'6", six, six, you know, 320. He's, he's got more of an athleticism to him, but. Zach has an unusual athleticism for right. such a big man. Yeah, yeah. Both of those guys are, are going to be battling it out, and that's that's the How number. How about a big splash contest? That, that's number one big. Do you remember the FCA camp? Yeah, up in uh, Beaver Falls, right? And we, you and I, were going back and forth in the big splash yeah. contest. Yeah, we're doing. I think Zach could take both of us. Right. Yeah. You know, he the cannonball coming. Cannonball. Cannonball. Here we go. Yeah. Uh, you know. Uh, all right, uh, uh, we're going to take a break. And if you want to get in on the conversation, it's 412-919-1316. Uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the practice indoors yesterday. Yeah. Because we, we were shut out. We got shut out, man. Yeah. I mean, it was, you know, here's the thing that was really a bummer about it. I go and I get finally for the first time I got a bottle of sunblock. Yeah, because you know I tan like a tomato. Yeah. right. So I finally get a bottle of sunblock. I goo up my head, everything, and then practice is called. There's yeah, no, I don't. Pff, yeah, what a bummer. Yeah. All right, we're going to talk about uh, uh, the uh, practice on the south side because of the rain and the lightning. Uh, you know, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you're in the locker room. I learned a lot from Bill, formally, informally. Uh, the journey that he walked that, that was his life um, was something to be learned, but just strictly vocationally from, from a, a talent evaluation standpoint, um, I was always really impressed how he never let football get in the way. Um, 
his evaluation style was purely based on pedigree, knee and ankle flexibility, body control, fine motor skills, top end speed, measurables, uh, things of that nature. He never got distracted by the football and he kept evaluations pure from a pedigree standpoint. I was, was always really impressed uh, and marked by that. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, you know, Mike was talking about uh, uh, Bill. We all learned a lot from Bill. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, he was uh, a great evaluator and uh, a great scout and, uh, you know. He was just a great man. Yeah, he was a you great know, man. I yeah. loved the. Just being his presence, you know, you yeah. sat around. You got the bench up at St. Vincent College, right? Right. I think Jack put that out there. Yeah, yeah. Right. So, and and it was it's the uh, Bill Nunn bench. Yeah. And you know, you, you sit there, and I think about all the times that we would see him up at training camp. Yeah. He was ever present. He was always encouraging. He was always had a smile on his face. Yeah. He was quick to laugh. You know, he was just um, a very special man, and so I am thrilled. That uh, especially for his family, yeah. that you would take this next step forward to get that call from uh, you know the head of the Hall of Fame, David Baker. Yeah, that's got to be a cool thing. That's gonna be. I, yeah. I think he's gonna get uh, uh, in a Hall of Fame. He's got to, man. Yeah, just yeah. got to. Yeah. So, anyhow, uh, we, you know, our, our hearts go out to the Nunn family because they um, have been special to us. Yeah. for many many years. Yeah, and, as to the entire Steeler organization, and that was just another great step forward in an acknowledgement of the greatness of, of Bill Nunn. Yeah. So they practice on the south side uh, because of the rain and lightning, and uh, we got shut out. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, Tomlin, Mike Tomlin likes to move the team and change location because, uh, you know, he, he likes uh, doing things differently. And, he likes uh, to shake things up. Yeah, shake things up. And we got a. Uh, he said we got a good no huddle practice, uh, and uh, and we got worked down and practice in helmets. Uh, and uh, a couple guys got hurt. Ryan Switzer had a foot injury. Kareth White who had a groin. Uh, a number of guys that are they're uh, injured, uh, but small injuries. You know. Yeah, they're little dinks, little yeah. doinks. They're, they're the things that. Um... A lot of other teams apparently have been running into issues with uh, soft tissue injuries. Yeah. Things that, uh, you know, are, are of the nature that if you go through the OTAs, you go through minicamp, you get conditioned to the numerous repetitions at high velocity that are not regimented. The yeah. one problem you got when you work out on your own is the fact that you you have to, you generally drill in confined Right. Um, movements. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, you know, if you're running, you run. You run linear. All right? So if you, if you you know, you do a couple, like, stop and goes back and forth, you know where you're going to plant. You know where you're going to cut, that sort of thing. And so it's you're not stressing any of the variables that can happen, such as we were talking with yeah. Bob Labriola yesterday when he said, and I love this analogy, and it's worth going over again. That you know, trying to emulate game speed in practice is the same thing as practice practicing a fire drill, you know, and then having a real live fire and, right. and exiting the building. Yeah, the intensity, of the moment, the pressures—they they create different scenarios that you can't account for in yeah. the game. 
I mean, I'm in, in, in practice. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, anyhow, uh, that's one of the things that I think uh, w- with practice that can be problematic. And with no preseason is going to be an even more bigger or even bigger problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know, I, I think uh, that uh, the slow start is going to be slow. Uh, well, slow starts game generally one. are slow. Yeah, game game one. <laughs> Right. Yeah, because you know the, there's no preseason games. I know. Now here's, but in in the madness of my mind, you know, I keep thinking, wouldn't it be something to go into uh, the the uh, MetLife Stadium? All right, eighty thousand cavernous stadium with n- just about nobody there. Maybe right. ambient sound, maybe thirteen thousand people, something like that. And you go out there with a no huddle offense. Wouldn't that be something? Right. You just you're gonna you got Ben, you got all this talent. Right. You got a defense that's ready to back up whatever play you make. Baby, that's the way you shake things up and go out quickly. Right. I think that would be sensational. Yeah, yeah. I you know what? Um of course, I'm the, not Randy Feetner, and I don't have to suffer the, the consequences of making that choice. Yeah, well, the crowd noise isn't going to be an issue, and I think the ambient sound is going to be an issue. Uh, I I just think no, it's uh, only eighty yeah, decibels. Yeah, it's yeah, not, you yeah. know, eighty five is like uh, heavy traffic. Yeah, yeah. So I I think it's going to be interesting uh, how they are going to play the sound. I you know, Saturday night they played. Crowd noise, but it was it wasn't too loud. No, it wasn't too loud yeah. at all. Yeah, it's a controllable level as long as you don't have a homer, as Chan Gailey alluded to. As long as you don't have a homer on the volume knob, twisting it up on third down. Yeah, <laughs> you know. Well, you you think the officials would call a halt to that? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. You know, here's the thing about it. You see, you know, the home. Okay, um, part of the home field advantage is having home field guys. Right. You know, you run the clock and stuff like that. We've we've seen instances where the clock, somebody didn't stop the clock, you know, yeah. and why. And, you know, it's like, mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you go to Foxborough. Funny things happen in Foxborough. That's, right. I, I'm just saying what I'm saying. Okay, yeah. that's it. I'm not saying nothing else, but funny things happen in Foxborough. Right. We've been there. Yeah. We've seen it. Yeah. Okay, so uh, – you know, this Chan Gailey has been around a long time in the NFL, and he knows right. that there is a propensity to get some guy in there maybe and, and diddle him around yeah. with the volume control knob. So we'll see. Yeah. We shall see. But I still think it would be sensational could they come out yeah. in New York and put the pedal to the metal offensively. You know, uh, Mike Tomlin was talking about James Washington. He's light and explosive. He's got good conditioning. Uh, he he started conditioning after his rookie year, and uh, he is uh, uh, you know smooth he, and we were watching him. Absolutely, he is very fluid yeah. in his cuts, his breaks. Yeah. Um, he's as lean as beef jerky, man. Right. Yeah, I mean he just looks good and you know he's a he's a cowboy. Yeah, you know he goes out west or he's roping and punching doggies and busting broncos and stuff like that. Yeah, you know it's got a ranch. Yeah, I mean how you gonna, how, how you not get leaned out there? Yeah, you know eating steak all the time probably, yeah. maybe some corn because you know on account you go out and you, know, you got to run the harvester out there and yeah. ram over the picking corn, man. Yeah, I used to ride with my uh, my my father in law or stepfather Tom. Yeah, you know I got to. I got to plow up the field a little bit and do a little bit of harvesting stuff, you know, because Hoopy 
you know, uh, you know, lives out on a farm. There, right. You know, so that was always kind of fun because, right. you know, that, I, I was such a suburban kid all the time. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to the phones, 412-919-1316. Let's go to CR in Chicago. Welcome to the locker room, CR. Hey, what's going on, you two old folks? You see us sitting next to Chicago. How the heck are you this morning, guys? Doing well, brother. It's good to hear your voice. Older and foggier. Yeah, boy, is he getting foggier. <laughs> oh, listen to this, Joe. You, you guys are getting, working yourself in the, in the form here. You're starting on each other. Oh. That's a good sign. No doubt about it, brother. Hey, man, I'm just um, I'm very, very excited this morning to be talking to you guys, especially – with the possibility, and I'm going to say, uh, I'm going to go ahead and go on and let me say the certainty of uh, Mr. Bill Nunn uh, becoming a member of the Hall of Fame in the special categories of uh, assistance and creativity and, and whatever. Um, Contributor. This yep. is one of the reasons why I've been a Steeler fan since 1973. Uh, I think many of these young people, man, that, that, you know, just been on board for maybe 10, 12 years, and that's young to me, uh, <laughs> they don't have a clue who Bill Nunn was. But when you start talking about people in the Hall of Fame, and uh, you're running off names like Donnie Sheldon, yes. Mel Blunt, John Stallworth, and, uh, you know, Ernie Holmes, hopefully someday, and then uh, Joe, Joe Gilliam, uh, who a lot of people don't have a clue who that is. Glenn Edwards, Frank Lewis. Um, it's just so, so, so many people. And and the, one of the key parts of the story here is uh, with um, Star Wars. When he, um, you know, he was on the inside track with Star Wars. He got the tape, and uh, then he kept the tape at the at the at the facility there right. and pretended that it got lost. Yeah. And because of that, <laughs> uh, we ended up with uh, twins at the wide receiver. And twins going into the Hall of Fame. Uh, right. Give me some feedback on your personal relationships individually, collectively with Bill Nunn. Oh yeah, you know, uh, I, the uh, one of the things uh, uh, we were talking about. Uh, I don't know if you were what uh, listening the first hour. Uh, every Thursday, uh, Carnell Lake would go into uh, Bill Nunn's office and talk to him. And uh, when I walked by. They would invite me in, and uh, Bill Nunn, you know, he he was such a, a a evaluator of offensive linemen, and you know, he he would talk to me about uh, this offensive lineman or this office of, uh, offensive lineman, and we would just uh, talk about it, and. Uh, uh, you know, he was great. Uh, he was uh, he was so uh, sharp in uh, evaluating guys. He was, but his professionalism uh, was was really outshined by his graciousness as right. a man. Um, the guy was a lovely man. Yeah, you know, to put a little Myron in there, uh, he was always quick to smile, had a, always encouraging, uh, quick to laugh. Um, he was just, as Tunch said, a great evaluator of talent, but he was equally a man of courage and uh, high high character. Yeah. You know? And I had so much respect for him, as everybody in the organization did, because you quickly understood that not only did he understand his business, 
but he um, knew how to get the best guys, and he was willing. You know, at times maybe oh that film did go yeah <laughs> missing, or or I went back and I and I did time Lynn Swan a second time right. because his hammy was a little bit sore and none of the other scouts seemed to know that or yeah. care. Uh you know, yeah. he was just one of those guys that would dot the I's, cross the T's, and, the T's. and he was also at a time opening up an area of great wealth and talent in the uh, uh, HBCUs, the, the historically black colleges and universities. Yeah. He was at a forefront there and he created just a wave of opportunity. He was he was just a leader yeah. in that area. Yeah, you know what would really be great if uh, some company came together and uh, made a movie of his life, his right. story. Uh, yeah, because he he is worthy, man. We, we yes, talk he about is. Black history, and we talk about mm-hmm. the contributions of uh, African Black African Americans in the in the United States. That you talk about him and and football, and that wasn't his primary. His primary was you know in the newspaper to be specifically honest. Yeah, sports you know. editor of a cur- uh, of the Pittsburgh, Pittsburgh Courier. Courier. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And it, yeah. we, we talked about that because we said, you know, it would be great if you could make a film of his life. And while you're at it, you've got another John Mitchell who was hugely significant yeah. right. in his, his career mm-hmm. also. And uh, both these men are great men, lovely men, as Myron would say, yeah. uh, but guys <laughs> of character that you, you love to be around. So, Yeah. Well, I kind of envy you guys because you got a chance to uh... – yeah, you know, interact with those people. So, uh, hey, brothers, I might be coming through. Uh, might come, might be coming through the Berg here in a, in a couple of weeks. So, if I do, uh, I'm on my way. I'm making a little circle trip here. <laughs> I got, I got some uh, wait, a bucket list. I got some things on a bucket list I want to check out. And so, if I come through there, I'll uh, probably stop by and maybe we get a, a hot dog. Or maybe you, never know. you never a, know. You never know. A Bring slot some slot Lou Melnati's with you, bud. <laughs> I can do that. I, I can do that for you guys. I can do that. I don't know how many of them. I don't know how many of them will be left by the time I get. <laughs> All we need is one, baby. <laughs> All right, brothers. Hey, thank you, man. You guys, thank you. It's uh, a pleasure. Um, and in the meantime, in between time. Here we go, Steelers. Here we go. Excellent, CR. Thank you, brother. God bless you, CR. Thanks for calling. Uh, We're going to take a break. And uh, uh, he's Wolf. I'm Twitch, and you're in a locker room. And we might have Lou Malnati's coming. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. circumstances to be a rookie and I think he, he knows the defense really well uh, he's making all the proper calls he's asking all the right questions and uh, I feel like he can definitely uh, fill in when needed and I think Bud and I found out last year that we, we can't play the full game we can't play every single snap uh, if we want to play to our uh, fullest of potential uh, so I think he can definitely help rotate in the games this year. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf. Presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So that was T.J. Watt talking about Alex Highsmith. Uh, you know, he's learning. He knows the defense well. I, 
I, I think that uh, uh, TJ is right on with Alex. There's no question I, that you know he's got a pretty good feel for the young man and what he's getting done. You know, right. I, I look at uh, Butsy said it best. Uh, uh-huh. look, the kid doesn't make you know repeated mistakes. Right. And the one key that you need as a young guy, especially in in, in this COVID era, all right, yeah. no preseason games, is I make a mistake, I learn from that mistake. Yeah. And I don't make it again. Yeah. And that's key because you don't have the the two, three, four week run-up period right playing in the games oh he made it. he did it again oh, he did it again okay well then you know week three okay he, he's got it now well yeah. you, you don't got that yeah. you know you've got to be able to get it down nail it down and be able to perform and yesterday i, I did a little thing for uh, steelers.com and when we were talking about alex highsmith the one thing i i feel like right now is going on what we're seeing from him is that he's got a good feel for pass rush. Right. I don't think it's about technique for him right now. I think he's got a pet maneuver, whether it's a dip and rip or yeah. something. But in my mind, you see him, you see him, he's just got that feel for it. And and we're just scratching the surface of what this kid can go out and accomplish, a la Bud Dupree. Right, yeah. And and I, I think this kid does a good job for a rookie. Uh, you know, TJ says he can be in the rotation and right. uh, he was talking about the two of them not playing every rep. Uh, and, him uh, and Bud. Yeah. Watt yeah. and Bud, yes. Yeah, and, uh, uh, you know, Alex has learned in a tough situation uh, because there's no preseason game. Right. Yeah, and... Uh, uh, and he's going to have to learn more about playing with his hands in a more forward right. po- posture. Right. You know, where your hands precede you into a... Con- when that that conflicting area where you come into range of an offensive lineman or a back or tight end, whoever you're rushing against. And so when I watch um, TJ and see what he does, and Bud has just accelerated his growth yeah. from last year. And I didn't know this, but Bud works with an off-season pass rushing coach, and TJ doesn't. Yeah. You know? I yeah. thought that was interesting. Yeah. But I would say this. I, I would recommend it highly yeah. for both of them. Uh, or either one of them to include, like we talked about yesterday, the who bud lou bud, the tie to untie, the trapping uh, machination from Kali. Uh, you know, yeah, uh, that I think that's just terrific for your yeah. hands. Yeah, and, and uh, uh, TJ says I just work on my own drills. Yeah, and that w- that's what we did, but we worked with Sarge. <laughs> Our own drills came from Sarge. Yeah, you yeah. know what I mean. And so uh, I, I just happen to think that for TJ. He draws some from Bud, though. He said, I, I, I compare notes with Bud, and you know they draw from that. But Bud working with an off-season um, pass rushing coach I think is a great idea. Yeah. Bud can use more, more hands forward. Right. Last year, he really started to be able to run the arc tight and do the things that uh, you know you want to see him do. But he's so strong, and when he gets in trouble, he falls back to his go-to, which is to – physically yeah. de- try to dominate a guy. And I still think that he can use his hands even more. And he made great progress right, in right. using his hands last year. Last year. Great progress. And I think that he can take it to an even higher level this year. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. Right. See how many sacks they get. Absolutely. Yeah. And Alex Highsmith. Now, the one thing I will say is if I'm Ola Adani, if I'm Tuzar Skipper, I'm like, um, mm, all right, I got I to gotta show more. I got to yeah. give more. Because yeah. you want to create separation – 
at this point. This is Mike Tomlin's lean-in week, as he calls yeah. it. Let's start to see that separation. And that's – if I'm Ola, I'm thinking to myself, okay, uh, I got I to gotta notch this up a little bit. I got to make some plays. Yeah, yeah. All right, let's go to the phones, 412-919-1316. Doug from Arkansas and uh, uh, the uh, Steelers Fantasy Camp A3. Uh, what's up, Dougie? Yeah, what's up, Dougie? How you doing, bro? Brother Craig, Brother Touch, how you boys doing? Doing yeah. just fine. I love hearing that that uh, twang, that southern drawl, bro. You do it the well. Ar- the Arkansas. Ar- Arkansas, yeah. yes. Y'all's the one to talk, but ain't not me. <laughs> you got it right. You're right. So come on, what do you got, hey, buddy? Uh, going back to the deal that just that just passed away. I wondered, did he have anything to do with getting the LC? Are you talking about Bill Nunn? Yes, sir. Okay, he passed in two two thousand fourteen. Yeah, somewhere. Yeah, yeah. yeah we yeah. went to his uh, viewing. Right. Yes. Um. Yeah. He. But, but he, I mean. What, Go ahead. Because LC come out of Arkansas Pine Bluff, which uh, back in the day was a mostly historically black school. Right. Yeah. Oh no, he 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 was uh, Dwight White, LC, a uh, bunch of guys. Yeah, he got him. Uh, John uh, John Stallworth, Donnie Shell. You know, anytime a, the Steelers pick up an old boy from Arkansas, I, I try I try to pay attention. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. Yeah. We don't have too many good ones, but remember Carlos Emmons? It was a linebacker. He come out of Arkansas State. Yeah, yeah, I remember him. Well, we played Arkansas State at Indiana State. Oh, that must have been. Oh, a, did you really? Yeah, that must have been a serious <laughs> bus trip, huh, Doug? <laughs> yeah. How bad did we beat you? Uh, we we beat you. Oh, we oh, beat oh, you. Oh. Doug, what do you say to yeah, that? Yeah, uh, Doug, the Arkansas State was on a uh, winning streak. And uh, they came into Indiana State, and we beat them my sophomore year. Uh, y'all probably cheated. Yeah. <laughs> well played, Doug. Well played. <laughs> y'all, y'all keep uh, our A3 brother, Chris Cook, in your prayers. He's, you know, he's down at Biloxi. Okay. And, uh, we're not sure which way these big storms are going. Okay. Okay. Absolutely. Right. We, we, we'll, we'll pray for him. Yeah. Appreciate that, brother. You stay safe hey, down Doug. there. The only bad thing about camp being canceled, I didn't get to go to Rollins and have lobster nachos this year, and I'm really upset about it. Well, we got to do something about that. Where where did you have lobster ro- nachos? At Rollins, down on the strip. Oh, yeah, that's. Yeah. I I've yeah. heard of that. That's pretty good. All right, man. I'll let y'all boys get on about your business. <laughs> All right. Hey, brother. Thank you for checking in. Good to hear thanks, your voice. Thanks, stay Doug. safe, man. Yeah. Yes, sir. Thanks for thanks for the hats and the t-shirts. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Always, always. All right. All right. God bless, man. All right. Uh, uh, you know, um, T.J. Watt said, "I want to be a game wrecker." Yeah. Yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, this is a guy who's got big, big dreams. Right. He's got big, big goals. And uh, you know what? I, I I say have at it. Yeah. He's obviously capable of it. We've seen him, and I think his start to camp has been. Yeah. Pretty darn good. Right. Yeah. And, and you know, he is relentless. Uh, and, um, you know, I'm a big, big fan. You know, I, I wonder if he's, you know, the the three Watts that are in the NFL, 
That that's big. That is big. Yeah, that's huge. Yeah, and I, I you know, I love what Mike Tomlin said. Everybody should have two. You know, I had and I. Well, he said everybody should have a what, but two is better than one. Two is better than one, yeah. and that's I, I, I agree. The yeah, only thing having only thing better than having a what is having two. Yeah, you know? and it it must be really cool having your brother on the same team. I think so. I think that would be um, very special, a very special time of life. And uh, you know what? I, I look at, as I watch TJ, his game brains are one of the things that really stand out about right. him because he's equally adept in the pass defense, run run defense. Um, he's runs the twist very, very well. We've right. seen that. Uh, he's he's can focus on he's got uh, he focuses on uh, stripping the ball. Uh, he's he's uh, intercepted. I mean, we saw him on San Francisco get all the way out there on a screen, right. you know, making plays out on the out on the flats. You know, I mean, the the young man is just really very special performer. I'm looking forward to a big year from him. Yeah, he's got a great feel for the game, and you know, he had uh, 14 sacks last year. And uh, and Bud Dupree had eleven uh, and a half sacks, right? And so they had twenty five and a half sacks with their outside linebackers, and that's that's great. That's what you're always uh, talking th- about. Th- that you know, we, we uh, I, I talk about it every year that you have to have at least twenty to twenty five sacks with your outside backers, and uh, that's what they did last year, and they got to do that this year again. There's no question about it. Yeah. I, I look at it and I think to myself, well, Bud, I know I know Bud can get more out of it. I know TJ can get more out of it because you watched them last year and there was a couple instances where you saw that, uh, you know what, they, they were close to the sack and they didn't get the sack. Well, you know, again, when you have uh, a quarterback the caliber of Ben with an offense that's capable of putting up not 13 but 30 points a game, uh, that's going to mean playing from the lead. Right. You know, that's going to be mean uh, the other team's got to put the ball in the air. That means opportunities to get after it. And when you get uh, that pigeon in front of you, you know, such as, uh, you know, one of the one or, or both tackles, you never know. Sometimes they have weak tackles on the outside there. You can have a feeding frenzy from those two. Yeah. And uh, one of the things he said, I want to be somebody that the other team schemes around. Uh, and uh, I think that he is that player. He's becoming that yeah. player, that's for sure. Yeah. Uh, you know, I don't know that if you can say right now that it is, because right now you got a lot of pretty yeah. good defensive performers out there. Right. One of the things that I love about this front end of this defense, it's a pick-your-poison thing. Right, yeah. You know, I mean, if Stefan Tuitt comes and picks up where he left off with the peck injury, yeah. three and a half sacks in six games, by golly, man! Yeah, you you got some people up front that are just going to be terrorizing defenses or offenses. I'm sorry, Cam, uh, in Bud Dupree right. and T.J. Watt and uh, well, think about them. They they come with, they it. come relentlessly yeah. as you talk about Cam Hayward. I, I still I, I I talk about it, but I, I don't know that people really understand when you take a Quentin Nelson. Yeah. 6'5", 330 pounds. And you abuse him. You abuse him. I mean, you take that huge, massive body back and bull rush him into the quarterback yeah. so that Quentin Nelson's keister becomes a lethal weapon. Yeah. All right? I mean, that, to me, I watched that, and it was blowing my mind because Quentin Nelson is a huge man. Right. He's a capable player. He's a pro bowler. Right. Uh, and, I, and, and Cam just took him to school. Right, right. 
yeah. school, woodshed, and everything else in between. Yeah. So and and so between the outside guys, T.J. Watt and Bud Dupree, they keep getting better. And uh, one of the things that T.J. said, we push each other every day. Yes. We push each other every day. There's no question. That's how you sharpen the sword. Uh, you know, back in the day, you and I, we wanted to be better. Yeah. You know, and we'd push each other. Yeah, let's go. Come on. It's late in practice. One yeah. of us might have been a little bit tired. You look over. Right. Let's go. Pick it up. Yeah. Come on. we got to finish strong. Yeah. That's part of being one of those adders, one of those uh, multipliers, the guys that bring the energy. And that's what they do for each other. You feed off each other. That's kind of like, you know, you, LeVon Kirkland just uh, put up a picture of him. Uh, it was Kevin Green. It was uh, Chad Brown, I think it was, and who, who am I missing there? But it was like, you know, it, it was it was a foursome that really was a wrecking machine back in the 90s. You know, and who didn't love Captain Kirk, a 290-pound right. yeah. linebacker? Yeah. Oh, I loved – you know, it was funny because you introduced me to him when I first uh, – when we were first on the south side there. And, uh, and he said – so do you think Chuck would have let me play linebacker at 290? Yeah. I said, only from a four-point stance, bud. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, he, he he did play well. Oh, he was great. Yeah. I, I loved LeVon Kirkland. Yeah. And he when was he, a banger, when, man. When he, when he stood next to Joel Steed, you couldn't. No, you could you could tell. Come on, Joel's a little bit bigger. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, he would be so hurt. Yeah. You know what? We got we got to get him on because he's really funny. Yeah. You know what? That's we're gonna have to have. Uh, I will. I'll put in a, a call to uh, Lynn Molino. See if yeah. we can. Yeah. Uh, effort Captain she gets Kirk. Her. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That All would right. be great. All right. Well, we're gonna take a break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. We'll be right back after this. And by the way, four one two. Nine one nine one three one six. necessarily individual goals nothing public that i know of i'll never publish my my individual goals um but there's always i, I just want to i want to be able to be a game record i want to be able to be somebody that the other team has to scheme around and i know that the same goes for Bud as well and uh, we push each other each and every day and he's learns new moves throughout the offseason and so do i and uh, just making sure that there aren't many times in practice where we're just kind of sitting on the sidelines not working on our game um, if it's a special teams period, neither of us are out there. We're trying to be on the sidelines, uh, trying to help each other out, become the best players that we could possibly be. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So, T.J. Watt was talking about uh, how he and uh, Bud Dupree have gotten better and they push each other. Right. And when... Uh, uh, when uh, the special teams go out, they're still working. But when we uh, we didn't practice special teams during the during the day, uh, but when we did, we were on drills. We were always one on one drills. Yeah, we we, we didn't <laughs> we didn't hold bags. For yeah, anything. we 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 didn't hold bags. We went one on one, body to body, and uh, we never sat down. 
Uh, we never sat around. The only time we did was when we sat on our helmets, which yeah. was very uncomfortable. Yeah, that's right. But you I, know, and that was very rare. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, if you can imagine sitting on your helmet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, and it was it, we we were never resting. We were always working yeah. because uh, we when the other drills were going on, we were doing drills. Yes. Yeah. And that's just the way it was. Yeah. I mean, that was football back in our day. Yeah. You know, one of the things that I think, watching what goes on in practice, one of the things I, I, I thought about ahead of time, and I do believe Mike is paying close attention to, right. is not running the guys down and lowering their immunities, draining them. Right. You know, back in the day, Chuck would run you basically until your tank was dry. Right. I mean, he was he wanted to see how you rebounded, how you how how you would uh, you know, it was a survival of the fittest yeah. mentality. It was all about last man standing and um today in this COVID-19 year, yeah. you cannot Take your guys and run them down and deplete them, right? And uh, make them more vulnerable. I would think, yeah, to something like that, you know. Yeah. So, um, I think he's doing a good job of balancing that. My, and Mike does a great job, anyhow, because yeah. he talks to all the guys. Yeah, he goes, you know, each guy gets a, a, a temperature reading on him, and I don't mean with the heat gun or anything yeah. like that. But he he talks to those guys and finds out where they're at. Yeah, but we, you know, when it was that way last year before the COVID. Yeah. Yeah. And so I think it's even more so yeah, this year. Yeah, but but we were um you know the, there was no rest. There was no Last time year off. Or no, our, when our day. I, I played. Oh, when yeah. we played. Oh, back there was in the no day. time. There was no time for rest. <sighs> no. Yeah. And, I mean, there was no uh, there was no uh, benches. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There there was no benches out there. No, they didn't. Uh, yeah. You know. Uh and uh, uh Chuck used to say, "Will your body yeah. Oh. Will your body? I'm willing my body now, Chaluch. Yeah. It was such a bad night of rest last night, yeah, man. Yeah, me too. I don't me know what's too. going on with this. This thing, you know, the older you get, the more worse things happen. Yeah. You know, well, and it's always like old. about eight, nine months after you get it, then it starts happening to me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, so I, I I started not sleeping, waking yeah. up in the middle of the night. Now you started exactly going running to the bathroom yeah. multiple times. Yeah, <laughs> give me this awful. Yeah, yeah. Jacob, don't grow up. Yeah, that don't Stay get old. Forever, don't get man. old. They don't get old. Oh uh, my goodness. But, so but you know what? Uh, it's it's okay. <laughs> well, the, I will say this about what's going on. You know. Training camp right now, I think they're doing a good job of keeping right. everything focused between the lines. Right. This has got to be hard. I still, yesterday, just sitting there, or I'm sorry, the day before, just sitting there, um, it, it's such still an odd feeling to be so far away from the action. Right. It doesn't feel comfortable. I feel discomfortable. Yeah. I don't feel like, um, you know, is like I'm really got a grip on stuff like normally we have by this time. Right. And uh, I, I got a feeling, I got to believe that those guys are feeling the same thing too. Yeah. You know, it's different. It's it's odd. You're yeah. in a stadium that's empty, that's always filled to the max on Sundays. You're not up at St. Vincent. You know, there's just oddities to it that you as a player, I, I, at least for me, routine was comfortable. Right. That routine football yes. brought was yes, comfortable. Yes, 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 yes. And uh, uh, we, uh, the routine we were in was uh, the morning, 9 o'clock, we went to the meeting. Right, nine thirty. We were practicing. Right, and but we were in there uh, earlier, yeah, getting our work, weight yeah, work done, yeah, getting nine, prehab, rehab, yeah, all that stuff. Nine forty-five. We were Oklahoma drill. <laughs> yeah, 
How could you forget that? Yeah, yeah. That that'll that'll clear your sinuses faster than any sort of uh, 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 you know smelling salts or nothing, man. But you know, and the, to me, the worst part was the conditioning because right. you just knew that was 350s. coming. Three fifties. Three fifties after and, the and second practice. Forty forties when we ran forty forties. Oh, that was that? that was hard. That was very hard. Yeah, that just stunk. Yeah, that that stunk. I, you know, I don't know. I, Coach Knoll really was. Yeah, he was big on that condition stuff. He was man. big. <laughs> well, it, it benefited us. I, and then he, you know he used to watch his way in. Oh yeah, 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 absolutely. Yeah. But do you remember when we beat Dallas in '82 down there? Uh, in when it was like ninety degrees at yeah. nine nine o'clock at night, yeah, and it was the fourth quarter. We yeah. we crushed them in the fourth. And quarter. they were sucking air because they, they were sucking wind. They were out in California, yeah. in camp, Thousand Oaks, yeah, Thousand Oks. And, oh, and, and that, it, you know they, was, uh, they, they nice go palm to the beach. Trees. They yeah. go to the beach. They had drinks with little umbrellas yeah, yeah, in them. Yeah, yeah, Their yeah, coaches had bouffant hairdos yeah. and coach computers. Yeah, they could, and and we had. What we have, uh, we, we had a miserable training camp. We had a miserable training camp. Hot. <laughs> St. Vincent. Hot. It human. was a ball your yeah. fist up, hang on to your butt every yeah. day, it seemed like. But that was really in the fourth quarter. Yeah. I mean, that's what kept us going. We yeah. we pulled that game out in the fourth quarter yeah. and won because our conditioning was superior yeah, you know, to the Cowboys. The I would um I would want, uh, you know, when Arizona, when Ronnie was playing for the Cardinals, right, right? He they went to Flagstaff. Yeah, for training up in the mountains. Yeah, and nice it was and cool. Yeah, what what what? You don't get it. Yeah, you but know, I, you, who wants to be down there getting clam baked in, I, in Sun I, Valley? There, I, I'd love to be uh, in Flagstaff. Oh, I hear it's nice. Were you up there? Uh, I've I've been to Flagstaff. Have you really? Yeah, yeah. Well, how high is it? It's uh, I don't I don't know. I think seven, it's eight. 8 I, I think it's eight thousand. Eight thousand. But feet. I went through a f- when when uh, Sharon and I drove to uh, uh, to my parents' house. We th- uh, drove through Flagstaff and we went to uh, the Grand Canyon and it, we went through a blizzard. Really? And it was so cool. A blizzard. Yeah. Flagstaff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Get out of town. It, it was January. Wow. Yeah. That's crazy. That's like out in Hawaii, the the one mountain they say you can ski on. There's one huge, right. tall mountain up there that you can, you know, do a little where, skiing. Where is it at? I can't remember. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. yeah. I was yeah, only yeah. to Hawaii once, yeah, yeah. you know. Um, but regardless, uh, I just thought that that was kind of cool. Yeah. But, um, you know, down in – here's the thing about it. Like, if you want to talk about having a home field advantage – Phoenix outdoors, they blew it. Right, you know, they got the nice new indoor, uh, you know, Betty Crocker oven uh, facility. Yeah, so uh, it, it really it, it takes away from their home field advantage. Right. if they had an outdoor facility, yeah, man, I mean, yeah. you got heat there. Yeah. All right, let's go to the phones. Uh, Bill in Indianapolis. Bill, welcome to the locker room. Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. How you doing, Bill? I'm doing great on this uh, fine day in Indiana. Uh, I wanted to talk to you uh, first. Uh, just when does camp uh, end at Heinz and they go back to their facility where they they share that with with the uh, the college team? Yeah, Pat. Um, when does all that? When does that start? You know, I I would imagine it's. Do you I, know the date? No, no, I okay. don't know. I don't know. Well, you've uh, got September 14th is the the 
you know, the game, the first yeah. game. So a week before that will be around, what, the 7th, 6th, 5th? Yeah. I would imagine by the end of August, early in September, they'll move to the south side, uh, at least where they're, they're – you know, you start cutting guys. They've got to have cuts first because the whole reason for being at Heinz Field yeah. is to take advantage of all the room yeah. for all the guys. Has Pitt and now are they playing football? Pitt? The college? I believe yeah, so, yeah. yeah. I believe so. Okay, so they're w- they will share the facility then. Well, yeah, but it's it's – a divided facility. Yeah, it's the, two very massive, yeah, big facilities. Yeah, it's uh, okay. the the Steeler ha- the Steelers have their own offices, their own weight room, yeah. uh, their own uh, uh, big. But of course, there's going to be COVID restrictions. You yeah. know, I don't know what they would be. Yeah. That's way That's above my pay grade, but bud. May- maybe they will practice all year at Heinz Field. I don't think so. No, you don't think so? No, I think the the field would just get killed. Yeah, they're gonna have to keep replacing the field all the time. Right. So, all right. Speaking on the the COVID thing, guys, have have they told you uh, as far as the traveling to and uh, to and from the stadium, uh, the out out of out of market games, and then in in market? Are, do you have any idea how that's gonna go? Go? And I was actually kind of curious about uh, the actual opening game being on a Monday. Any talk? Have you heard, are they going to go over on the day of the game so as to avoid the less exposure to outside elements? Um, and then maybe, over, like, when they have a home game, would they all hunker down a day or two ahead of time so as to not uh, risk any exposure right right prior to uh, to a Sunday kickoff? Have, have you got any information on that? We, we, don't, we don't know. All uh, to be revealed as of yet. We, we don't know, Bill. But um, there, there has been a... a uh, memo come down from the nfl that there's no sideline reporters there's yeah. no uh no uh what tv guys yeah. or something you know all the unnecessary personnel down on the field are off the field you know bill uh when the uh, hurricane hit new jersey uh we flew in the day of the game and uh that was bizarre. yeah that was uh it, it was bizarre but it was uh uh, you know, if it it's not, a, you know, if it's not a long flight, I think you can you can go in and uh, just uh, get I have done to it play. in preseason. When I was in Minnesota, we actually flew from Minneapolis to Cleveland. Yeah, went to the hotel, stayed there for a couple hours, then went to the game that night, and right. then flew back all in one day, which was extremely rare. I've never done yeah. that in twelve years. That was the only time it ever happened. Well, there's certainly a lot of things that are uh, different this year, so it'll be interesting to, to know. And I, I have every faith in the, the Steelers' decision-making process. I was just curious if some of that stuff been been relayed yet. And uh, I guess I'll keep listening, and thanks for everything, guys. We'll uh, we'll talk again soon. All right, you betcha. Uh, uh, Bill. I'll tell you a funny story, Bill, yeah. though. When we did that, we flew to MetLife Stadium, and we went right to the stadium. We were so early. Yeah. We went in there, and I'll never forget, I walked up, and I was walking towards the radio booth, and they were actually had the bomb-sniffing dogs up there yeah. and checking out all the radio booths and everything. And I, there was nobody else around, and this German Shepherd popped out of a radio booth as I'm walking probably 20 yards away, and that thing just stared at me, and I just froze. I'm looking at this German Shepherd, and he's looking at me like I'm a pork chop. Yeah. I'm like going, get Zooks, man. That thing had run me down for I could even turn around but five steps. 
steps. And then all of a sudden, a handler came on and goes, oh, I got it. He's good. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my glad. Because yeah. I'm telling you what, that scared the bejeepers out of me, man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Ru- Ru- Ruby Roo. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks, brother. Bye-bye. Thanks, Bill. All right. Uh, uh... Uh, we're going to go to break and uh, we got Wex coming up. We have Jim Wexel Wednesdays from Steel, Wex. Steel City Insider coming up. Uh, he's Wolf, I'm Tunch, and you are in the locker room. Is a Who's big, a great wide receiver? Neil Young. <laughs> oh, okay. Neil Young was a great wide receiver. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah. You didn't know that, did you? The oh. sideburns back then? Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, Wex is a, a, a big Neil Young fan. And uh, we're going to go to uh, Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider. Welcome to the locker room, Wex. How you doing, bro? I'm great. Thanks for having me, guys. It's nice and cozy in here. <laughs> As always, more barn, Jimmy, more barn. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I figure yeah, I'd start that early. I heard there's a hat out there that says more barn. It's not a big seller, but I heard uh, it's available somewhere. I oh, gotta that's got to be. Oh, if I find that, I, I, I get it for you. I'll man. get two. Yeah. <laughs> that is such a more unique... cow, more cowbell. Yeah, more, yeah, more car, cowbell. You can now, have that people, on the back. People would, people would get that. More right. That was funny. Yeah. yeah. There's no doubt about thought. it. We we'd spend half our days explaining what more barn means, though, Wolf. Yeah, yeah. I know. <laughs> Wex, I got to I got to ask you something, brother. How hard is it to sit in a pool of reporters and compile a pool of notes? from a pool of different people who don't see things like you see or see some things that you're not seeing. What, how's that all work? But it's funny. It depends on who's compiling it. I can tell, like, I think Joe Rudder has some respect for my uh, ability to observe. Mm-hmm. And boom, boom, boom. The first three notes the other day were mine. Uh, the, the, the James Pierre uh, right. uh, note, the Benny Snell lost weight, and uh, – I think it was uh, Ray Ray McLeod note, and so I respect that. And uh, and when Dale Lally uh, did it, uh, I sent um, 
Chuksakora for shorts were so tight and so short that he looked like he was ready to line up for Coach Knight's 81 Hoosiers. <laughs> that was a good one. They don't, they don't like that. Hey, there's only so much you can do with it. I, you know, I just took the stretch. I thought we could only cover the stretch. And so each day you kind of push the envelope. And I had, uh, we were walking out of the stadium. I was behind Tunch and somebody asked, Tunch, who's your camp bean on? And, I think he said, oh, it's too early. I don't know it. So the word Camp Phenom stuck in my head, and I got to the, my desk, and I wrote, James Pierre might be your Camp Phenom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cornerback. He got a lot of reps. Now, I don't know how well he did. He seemed to be sticky in coverage. He's tall. And, you know, Tunch would be able to judge his talent better than I, but he got a lot of reps. <laughs> That's a sign that the coaches want Yeah, him. yeah. Yeah. That's a so, huge point. Uh, you push the envelope, and, and, and that wasn't uh, deleted by the Steelers. So each day you try to push it more. And some days uh, people that don't know you are running the pool, and they don't – they see one of your goofy notes, and, you know, they don't – you don't get used sometimes by people who don't know you and maybe don't respect your observant skills. <laughs> I have yet I have yet to write the report, so I don't know what it's like to get everybody's notes emailed to me wow my turn will be coming but, uh, okay. so you so you're gonna write like, you're gonna write the uh the pool report i think we all want to take turns so, right you know i like to get you know practice ends at three and I, I i i drive the parkway to monroeville so i try to hit that parkway as fast as i can right now if i were to wait i tell them hey if you guys want to write it go ahead i don't know if people do want to write it but I don't, yeah. but I will. I tell them, you know, I'll take my turn and, and I apparently you have to wait. You stay till five and oh, wow. it's, a, it's, it's a, yeah, it's a night you got to blow off and bring some other work with you <laughs> and, uh, you know, stay till six and, uh, you know, uh, then there, there's no, no traffic. Now I got to tell you the, the worst thing that happened uh, the other day, you know, was I, I finally got sunblock because as I've told you many a time, I, I tan like a tomato. I got that, uh, you know, the buffalo tan thing going on. You know, I mean, it's just. You're a half Eskimo, right? Yeah, that's exactly it. My peoples have all been Northeastern. You know what I mean? So I finally remember to get a bottle of sunblock. The good lady Faith puts one in my, my bag. I got it. I lather up. I got everything going right. And they cancel practice. It was like, what, are you kidding me? Yesterday. It was like, bummer. Yeah. So it's funny. I wrote about that today. You know, we we see the guys all walking past our window, and we're like, "Wow, this is new. Where are they going?" <laughs> Maybe to that tent for some lunch or something. Yeah, we didn't realize that they were leaving. Right. And uh, so all of a sudden, we get a little call. You know, we're stuffed in that uh, pit ticket sales, and uh, there's not much ventilation. And yeah. I'm really, I, I'm not fearing COVID, but I respect it. Right. And uh, they take our temperature before we go in. Right. No, but I think we are the as at high risk as anybody in that stadium. Those of us stuffed in the pit ticket off. (laughs) We get a call. which says, hey, Bert wants to meet with all of us. And I'm thinking, oh, my James Pierre. No, you know, (laughs) (laughs) I crossed the line. And so we all go out into the uh, into the bowels of the stadium there. And Bert's at a distance with his mask on. And he said, stop, don't come any closer. I'm not playing. He said, go home. All of you, just go home. <laughs> so did you just go home yesterday? And so then we just went home. <laughs> but, you know, we we are like the 
the lepers, you know, don't come any closer. Any <laughs> right. Right. Because Bert talks to the players, you know, he, he's with the players. So they've got to keep that iron curtain up there. You know, right. We're the public and, uh, we don't get tested, but we do get our temperature taken. So what, what happened to the pool reporters yesterday? What, what did they do? The PR staff, the Steelers PR staff. And I don't know if Angela did it, but she's using the word drop the dime, ran a wheel route. I loved it. She, she, she did a good job. If it was Angela, it might have been Bert. But uh, there was some good football-y talk in there. Well, I see the, the practice report from the 25th. It's Labs. Labs did it. Oh, Labs did it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. There you go. So, anyhow, one of the guys that have been standing out to me has been uh, UG3. And I'm just, I was excited. Uh, Ulysses Gilbert the third. Oh, you know, UG3. Yes, yeah. we very hip-hop guys. We, we refer to him as UG3. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. so I'm, I'm big on this guy. I'm excited. But I, I understand from yesterday that uh, Anthony McFarlane uh, got some good reps against him. Yeah. Uh, bested him on a few. But you know what? Yeah. I have been impressed with this young man's ability to uh, cover backs. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he's. He showed speed last year. He, he showed speed on special teams. Yeah, who? Yeah, you have to like Ulysses Gilbert, and the third. I'm yeah. against. I'm against calling anybody junior or the third unless we heard you, the old man, or your grandpa. <laughs> you know, You're such a rebel, you know, Wex. You, you know, you, you just are a, a rebel. You know, that's it. Well, no, it's because I, I, I have to write all this stuff out in draft time. And, you know, you, you say Anthony McFarlane Jr. to me, and I'm thinking he's Booger's kid. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. Did you he... know, if he's junior, then, then senior must be somebody, and he's not. He's nobody. So let's just call him Anthony McFarlane. Okay. I, I love Anthony McFarlane. <laughs> I, I, I love him, Wex. I, I, you know, he's got great vision, a great jump cut. Uh, he presses uh, the tight end on the outside zone, and then he could bounce it outside or he could cut it back uh, inside or cut it uh, back uh, behind the center. I I, I just think uh, – He's uh, coming he, along. He's, he's also he, catches the ball pretty yeah, well. Yeah, he's great vision. I, I agree with both of you. I, I really like him too. You know, he beat Devin Bush deep. If you remember that play, yeah. Devin yes. made yeah. a great recovery. I don't know if the ball was underthrown a bit, but I mean, I think that was one of those plays where both the offensive and defensive coaches are happy. No, no doubt about uh, it. One Te- of those reps. Tell but, me but, who's. Yeah, Anthony Mc- yeah, give me, give me your top three guys that you've seen thus far that have ca- caught your attention. There's no right or wrong in this because everybody, you know, you get a different view, a different perspective, but. Give me your two, three guys that you say, these three guys, they really kind of stood out. Well, uh, geez, TJ is just, he's yeah. just whipping Zach Banner pretty good in pass pro. Mm. I think TJ is settling the right tackle uh, battle by himself. <laughs> um, and Devin, the blur every now and then is just when, when, you know, when they throw a screen and you see this blur come from the middle of the field and you, you can't, you can't see who, tell who it is until after the play. And you go, oh, course it was Devin right and um, um, uh, Anthony McFarlane I, 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 I like Ray Ray McLeod's athleticism if we're going to talk down the line as mm-hmm. far as sleepers Ray Ray McLeod I, I don't know about you guys but he's a live wire they see suddenness explosiveness I can understand why teams keep picking him up um, you know he came out of Clemson he was a five-star high schooler so 
that could be the kickoff returner they've been looking for. How you about, know, McFarland. Go ahead. Oh, I was going to say, what do you what do you think of Curtis Riley? He's a guy that seems to keep uh, kind of catch your he catches my attention. Yeah, he always seems to do something uh, every day where you kind of like go, hmm, that's pretty good. Well, the knock on him is his tackling. So okay. we're not going to know the full scope of his skills until we see him live. Okay. Um, but, you know, right away they put him out there at safety. Now, he's a free safety, and I think that's what they liked because they kind of have a dearth of free safeties. They have more strong safeties. And uh, we talked about this when uh, Tunch was saying how they used Cam Sutton uh, back there when, when they roll uh, uh, Minka down a little bit mm-hmm. down the box. And um, so Curtis Riley kind of is a, a, a salve for that. And when they got the chance, they put him right in, and right away he came up with a couple turnovers. Yeah. So he's, he's a football player, yes. But the knock on him is uh, he, he's not the greatest tackler. So we'll see if that's myth or uh, reality when, when the game starts. Well, one of the things you know, Wex, is that uh, those, those weaknesses tend to get better when um, the threat of uh, non-payment, you know, unemployment kind of runs, kind of gets your attention. I've noticed, I've noticed yeah. guys to get better at that suddenly. You know, I was thinking the same thing of Ray Ray. You know, for you look at his athleticism and you see how he's bounced around and you, you know he was a little, uh, a little bit of trouble at Clemson when he spiked the ball before the goal line. It was right. Embarrassing. And, and so you wonder – because he realized this is his last chance. Maybe he does. And I don't know that he's been trouble. I just wonder why that kind of athlete has bounced around. Yes. Yeah. That, it does, so it does you, give you a pause. You bring a great point. You bring a great point, Wolf, about they, they do t- some of them do wake up eventually. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and when, you, when you're uh, practicing and uh, you're – doing the numbers uh you're 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 seeing uh how your the guys in front of you are playing you get uh, uh you get intense start counting in yeah, the room yeah you you you, <laughs> you start counting and then you say whoa man i got to i got to bring it up i got to uh, i got to play better mhm mhm yeah yeah, well, they all say they don't count. <laughs> How can you not? You, you know, that's that's true. Um, you I try not to, it. but I know, you know, in the back of your mind, you're going, well, there's uh, three spots available, and we're down to five, um, and they, there, you know, maybe four coming up here. Yeah, you know, the, it just naturally runs in your head. I remember as a rookie trying not to really contemplate in my mind the fact that there was. Uh, Sam Davis, you know, there was Steve Corson, there was Tyrone McGriff and myself. Tunch was playing center. And, uh, you know, I mean, you sit there and you're like kind of going, "Mm, mm, 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 mm." there was another guy, Kenny Fritz, I believe, from Ohio State, another guy that they had drafted. Yeah. There was a, that was a pretty crowded (laughs) room, you know? (laughs) What's that? You're still counting them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. That's, that's how non counting I was back in the day. I was counting. Yeah. Ray Penny. Kenny Fritz in 30 years. Yeah, that's true. Can, uh, uh, you know, we they drafted four offensive linemen. Yeah. Uh, you know, me, Wolf, uh, Tyrone, and Kenny Fritz. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, you know. It, you think we, they had a problem with the offensive line? Yeah. <laughs> well, that's probably where you first learn 
you know, Wolf, you talk about mind, no mind. Right. Uh, you, you've got to clear your head. You can't. You, that thought enters your head. You've got to get it out. You know, <laughs> yeah. go, go grab your Bible. Go do something else. That's it, brother. you got to get the mooshin out of you, babe. <laughs> you really do have to have a clear head, and you can't think about no. the other numbers. No. Or yeah. Then you become that extra number. Yeah. You know, yeah. the funny so part. I, I respect, boy, I respect all of that. All these football players that get there, you know, they all have stories. They were all high school stars, college stars. And, and then when they, when they have to take on a new level and they have to use their mind even more, it really bugs me when people knock NFL players as being stupid or whatever. I, it's just, it's a special person. It's just not talent. It's just special. Very, very different. I'm sorry. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, what's your brain say? Abby Normal. Yeah. <laughs> Remember from Young Frankenstein? Oh my heavens! That was a funny movie. Yeah, we were we were Abby Normal. Yeah, you just are. You know, because yeah. if you want to play football, it's you got to be abnormal. A little bit, it helps. Yeah, it, it, it you truly know, does help. The the, the sign that says uh, you don't have to be crazy to work here, but it helps. It helps. Yes. Let me ask you it, something, it, Wex. Oh, go well. I want to ask because yeah, uh, we're running out of time here. How are you handling not being able to get the one-on-ones with the guys like you normally do? Yeah, well, it hurts, and uh, you try to do your best. And my readers seem to be happy. A couple of them are telling me I'm making chicken blank out of chicken blank, and so they seem to be happy for now. And I'm doing my best. And you do make some calls, uh, right? You know, there are people to call, and there are sources, and uh, that. We'll, we'll begin happening, but so far I've been able to stay ahead of the curve. I believe, uh, you know, the I think the Steelers PR staff's doing a great job, and they're letting me push the envelope a little bit, and I appreciate that. And so, it's not as bad as I thought it would be. Mm. But, uh, yes, uh, missing the one-on-ones hurts because everybody gets the same information on the Zooms. Yeah, and therefore I get I get no special information. Therefore, why would anybody buy a subscription? Right. Right. Because this stuff's all over the net, but. You keep plugging along, you keep doing your best, and you keep your head clear, and uh, things work out. Well, that's what motion is. One more thing is, how's the book coming? The book. Uh, we're uh, laying in uh, the second half of the chapters. It's written. We're just polishing. We've got a printer. It's coming out by Thanksgiving, thanks to Tunch, who pushed on that. Yeah. I said, you know, Tunch is right. i got to push on this. And we found people <laughs> in Wisconsin who can get it. Apparently, there's been a lot of people that have written books during the quarantine. So the printers <laughs> are humming. It's, it's hard to get a spot. And we found a spot. We had to pay right away. We had to get in. Uh, but uh, I don't know if I have a, a minute, but there's a part in the book where there's a, I have a humble off between Troy and Heath Miller. Really? And, you know, Troy said Heath Miller is by far more humble than me. He's <laughs> naturally humble. He is hum- humility personified. I have to work on it. And I asked Heath about that. And he said, what else would the most humble guy say? But what he said, <laughs> he's the most humble. And so then I started asking people like Brian McFadden and, you know, people around the team right. in the book, and they all agree with Heath. They say, you know, you got to have an, a little edge to play this game. And Troy has that edge, and it shows sometimes. <laughs> he, he, he finally agreed. He said, we all have that edge. <laughs> so so follow up on your Abbey Normal. Yeah. There you go. Jimmy, uh, did, so you have found a publishing company in Wisconsin? A printer, yes. Yeah. And they'll 
the deadline for us is September 30th, so that gave us an extra month. So it's going to be, oh, I had to cut the most beautiful little story out of the Super Bowl in, in 2005 with Alan Fanica. How much time do I have? Any? Yeah, you got, you you got, got time. time. We got to hear this. Okay. This sounds good. We got to hear the story. Uh, yeah, especially since it's been cut. <laughs> <laughs> Alan Fanick is the fourth quarter of the kickoff. Uh, Seattle had just uh, come within 14-10 on Jeremy Stevens' touchdown, and there was a squabble between Ferrier and the DBs, and Troy got involved in that. And so then I transitioned. I said offense was having their little squabbles too. Alan Fanick, Chucky Akobe was hurt on that kickoff. And Russ Grimm went up to Alan Fanick and said, hey, you know, Harding's is hurting out there. Go take some snaps with Ben. And Alan said, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and he said, and he said, he said, Russ, got involved with the headsets and forgot about me and turned around a couple minutes later. And, you know, they're dropping F-bombs at Allen and Russ back and forth. Nice right. salty language to juxtapose the beauty of Polamalu, to tell the truth here. But <laughs> they're going back. Allen's like, I'm not doing that. And Russ goes, get get down there and go with Ben. So Allen goes down. He goes, I sit next to Ben. And Ben turns and says, what do you want? And Allen says, Russ told, me, Russ told me to come down and get snaps with you. And he said, Ben jumped off the bench and he dropped his own – a salty language and said, we're not doing that. And Alan said, I know that's what I told him. <laughs> and, and, and so they don't do it. And uh, Alan said, I, I just, uh, I just told Jeff, I said, Jeff, just lean on me. You're not leaving this game. I will hold you up. <laughs> I am not taking the first snaps of center in my career in the fourth quarter of the Super Bowl. And, uh, oh, I love I, this. I, I said, I said, well, why didn't you guys just take some snaps and make everybody happy? And Alan goes, are you kidding me? You do that? That's taboo. All of a sudden, you're in the game doing it if you start practicing it. Yeah. Kind of the no mind, no mind thing. Right, right. And uh, and so nothing came of it. And my, my editor sends back, he goes, this can go. It's it's a cool story, but it, nothing came of it. And it distracts from the game. From the game. Oh, I disagree, oh, man. I, I That's agree. a great I, I disagree. Story. Yeah, it's a great story. Put it, Especially it, when away. tell them it, put it in. Yeah. Tell them put it in because we want laugh. that story I, in. I, the boss. It, yeah, I, I can put it. But we are looking to cut. Uh, you know, we want to tighten this up so it's just it just. Chocolate chip cookies all over the place. Uh, you know, well, that's a, a that's really, a big chocolate chip cookie right there, buddy. Well, here's the thing. The defense started squabbling, and, and Ike Taylor said Troy came over and shut that argument down. <laughs> he said, boys, we got to put this one in the book. And then I go to the offensive squabbling, and then I get back to defense. I said, Ike Taylor was so inspired by Troy, at least Ike says this, he was so inspired by Troy shutting the argument down and getting their heads straight that he intercepted the pass. So, you know, wow. my editor wants me to go from defensive squabble right into the interception, you know, keep the game flow going that I was writing instead of taking this detour into really an argument about nothing, even though we love the argument. I love the argument. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Because you could really, you could really uh, flesh that out. Yeah. You know what I mean? That well, would be so. Flesh it out means more. You want me to put more words in? My guys can't. I can't help it. I love it. I just love it. Russ would be a good interview on that, too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, well they're all three Hall of Famers. I, yeah. I, I, we all know Allen's going to get in. We all know Ben's going to get in. And Russ is already in. So you've got a, a Hall of Fame guard, a Hall of Fame offensive line coach, and a Hall of Fame quarterback all, all saying no way. Wex, <laughs> you need to keep that problem. somewhere. Somewhere it's got to go in. One, yeah. of your, one of your books, man. Yeah. 
That's that's good. All right, brother, we got to roll. Great yeah. stuff. But right. he was Rush Grimm was an a uh, Hall of Fame uh, coach. He was a yeah. Hall of Fame guard. I I know. I know. Yeah. And center. Let's throw that in too. <laughs> yeah. There you go. All right. Uh, Bostic was the center when the the, yeah, the glory Bostick. days. Yeah. All right. But, but Rush Rush played in in college and he could do it. I mean, right. He, yeah. Right. Not, not like Allen. Yeah. <laughs> I I side with Alan. Don't don't even try. Yeah. Don't even yeah. try. Jim Wexel from Steel City Insider dot com. Uh, that was great, Jim. Yeah. Thank you, Jimmy. Uh we're gonna okay, be boys. pushing the book. <laughs> yes. Okay. Absolutely. Great, great. All right. All right. God bless you, buddy. All yeah. right. Uh, uh you can find the book. <laughs> the book will be coming out. The book will be coming out at Thanksgiving. Yeah, there you go. Because you were pushing, before, and you you gotta uh, you gotta buy Christmas presents for the Troy Bolomolo book. The Troy Bolomolo. <laughs> Palomalo. There you go. Now All right. you're cooking. All right, we're we're gonna take a break. Uh, he's Wolf. I'm Tunch. You're in the locker room. But one of the things uh, we're gonna have Circus George after uh, the break. Four one two nine one nine. One three one six. If you want to get in on the conversation, he's Wolf. I'm touching. You're in a locker room. with a guy that's that, um, you know 300 pounds you get tired and so cam and uh to it uh, both those guys are going to get tired we're going to need to rest them a couple times uh you know tyson the same way you know we'll play him inside when we're, we're playing our op defense so we've got i think a little bit of depth there uh we got to be able to rest those guys and put guys in there that can be productive for us when those guys, uh, you know, when those guys aren't in there. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So that was Butsy talking about wrestling. Uh, you know, uh, uh, Cam and Stefan uh, wrestling with offensive guards. Offensive tackles, uh, and that's the way the game is played. Uh, so uh, one of the things he said was, "You got to rest them." And uh, I, I think the Steelers back up uh, uh, Tyson Alu Alu and Chris Wormley. Uh, it, you know, the, we haven't seen anything of Chris Wormley. Yeah, he's, you know, he's that's got been a, a problem. He's got a bad shoulder. So they've got to be able to work that out. But, you know, Butts makes a, a great point. Look, you start wrestling, hog wrestling with the 300-pounders, you're going to have some issues with uh, guys getting tired. And uh, I think the fact that you've got some high-level performers and right. uh, backing you up, you're going to need it because it's got to be wave-like. you got to be able yeah. to keep the heat up. And so when a TJ, Bud Dupree says, uh, no moss or – Cam Hayward or stuff on to it, maybe stuff, you know, until he gets his uh, 
kind of pacing back. Yeah. Um, you're going to need some extra guys out there to give you some relief. And ah. I and I, I know this, Butsy has called out Dan McCullers. He says this is make or break yeah. for Dan McCullers yeah. this year. Yeah. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know that Cam gets tired. Cam Hayward. Um, he does. I mean, when you – He'll he'll get tired and it, you know it takes a while for him to get tired. But you watch his movements, you know he, you can see out on the field like from the sidelines, you know where he's getting run down in the second yeah. half. If if the offense like last year, the defense was out there a lot, right? You know what I mean? Um, that you're gonna get tired. But Cam is always always uh, giving the the highest effort you can possibly give. Amen to that. All right, let's go to the phones four one two nine one nine. Uh, one three one six. Uh, <laughs> Did you blank on that? I I, I got waved off. Oh, you got uh, waved off. Yeah, uh, Jacob waved off because he has he's on the phone now, uh, with another caller. Uh, now we can go. Okay, all right. He can't patch anyone through when he's on the phone. <laughs> but let's go to Circus George in Sarasota. Uh, George, look at the bro? locker room. Oh. That that was worth a good chuckle. Now what you did, Tunch? Yeah, getting hung up on the phone. I was just thinking. I've been on on hold for about forty minutes, which isn't too bad. And right. I forgot half the questions I was going to ask you, so I'm in the same place. Well, think about this, George. You you just had your back operated on, right? Where are you going? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I have time. I have lots of that. But yeah. Anyways, uh, so you guys had mentioned earlier in a day about how it's going to work out at the right tackle spot, which in my opinion, and, you know, take that as you wish. I'm an uneducated circus guy with uh, minimal football knowledge, but uh, I think, I think they're going to be sharing time in the regular season. I think you're going to see plays where, or, or, or they'll be alternating. Oh no, you don't this want to do that. Guy. No, you we, you, you, you don't, you don't. I know because there's nothing fluid. Yeah. But you, you don't, uh, 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 you don't. Uh, there was platoon. one time that yeah. was back in uh, the early 2000s when he had Matthias and Quente, yeah. and you had Alan Fanica playing tackle yeah. for him. Yeah. That was U.S. Russ Grimm. Oh, Russ was hated that. He was shifting guys in and out like hockey, like a hockey coach. Sure, I'm just saying if there, if there's so much um, still left to be said in the story, I almost I almost see can't see a way where you're not doing that. If you're really that undecided, if nobody's really stood out and say, hey, I'm the guy. Well, it's a small sample as of yet. Remember, they didn't have OTAs. They didn't have minicamp. They came in. This is They've had, what, five, six days of pads? Right. You know, the only it, – it's going to uh-huh. take a while for one of them to flesh out and show I'm the guy. And, as I said before, believe you me, if neither one makes a claim to that spot – Matt Filer's coming back out, and you got Steph Wisniewski stepping in the left guard hmm. because he's a plug-and-play guy and has proven yep. it. Yes, he is. I'm. Uh, it is a little discouraging at times to think that we've had these uh, young developed, uh, developing uh, linemen, and if they haven't been able to show it yet, when are they going to show it? Because now is the time when they're really, really needed, when we've lost a little bit of depth there. and uh, right. Not to make it sound like we're desperate, but you understand where I'm going with that. I mean, right. How yeah, much but do you need guys? Yeah. Well, well uh, you know, when the starting five uh, are uh, at it, you're gonna you're gonna see a good offensive line. Uh, when they get yeah, yeah they gotta you know, shake out all the offseason stuff. I really am. Yeah. Me too. 
shake out those bad vibes and reach for those positive vibes. Well, there you go. And, and, no doubt about it. And so, I'm doing well here, in case you're wondering. Yeah, I was wondering. How you doing, bro? You good? Uh, I had a checkup this morning with my kidneys, and that's good. Oh, good. good. Glad it. to hear it. Better than ever. They said cholesterol is good. Everything's good on my insides. I just got to make sure that the bone structure is happy, and I've been doing a lot of nothing. Which Well, don't do any trapeze have... work, okay? Yeah. Stay yeah. off the high wire. No, 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 no. Come on. <laughs> no, I, I was, I'm kind of like a small... Small celebrity over at the Panati Institute, when they found out us from the circus, they're like, oh, well, we need to do interviews with you, George. So <laughs> we want to see you on the unicycle. I said, hold, hold, hold on. No, we're going to, yeah. <laughs> I saw your unicycle. unicycle. That thing was like 15 feet tall, man. Yeah, it wasn't quite that big. It was uh, eight feet to the seat. But when you're looking at me on it. Oh, it looks huge. My head is a few, few feet higher than that. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. thanks, no, it, bro. It was, like, it was like walking on the ground for me. Anyways. Hey, listen, uh, I'm praying for you guys, too, that you can get to this. I don't know how you, Wolf, are going to do in the booth with Tunch for a whole game since you won't be on the sideline. That just piqued my interest. How is that going to work? We don't know yet what's going to happen. The the home games, he's going to be on the field. Uh, But the away games. we don't know. Ah, Okay. Yeah. No, the, there's. Yeah, no, there's. Oh, this is gonna okay. be weird. Oh yeah. yeah. But, but you know what? When he was in the booth with us, uh, at times when uh, the microphone would blow uh, a circuit. <laughs> that stupid microphone. Yeah, yeah. And but we were. We, I I loved it. Well, we we made yeah, it work. Yeah, you know, we made it work. It you know it just gives well, a different perspective. So we'll see what happens. Yeah. We, again, we don't know what's gonna happen exactly. Yeah. All right. So good to hear your guys' voice. You guys take care. Have a great day. All right, All right bro. Thanks, take care, George. man. God bless you, God brother. Bless. Heal up. Yeah, heal up. All right, uh, 412-919-1316. Let's go to Ed in Phoenix. Ed, welcome to the locker room. Thanks for taking my calls, guys. My call, guys. Uh, and Circus George just stole my question, so. I don't know what to say. That's all right. I already forgot it. What yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> George is sitting there going, he knows. I'd already forget. Ed, come up with another question. <laughs> well, I, did you did you make it clear when Bill called, are you guys going to fly with the team? I, I, no, I, we're not I, flying with the team. I, I, I don't think we're going to be uh, with the team uh, on the away trips. I think we were going to do it uh, – um, uh, from home in the studio. I think that that's what uh, they, this is they told a very, us. Very, very weird year. Yeah, yeah. But you know, I, and and you know, I would want to do it uh, because I, I, you know, when you watch it on the screen, you don't see the whole field. You don't feel and, the game. Yeah, you don't feel the game. I, and so I, I want to, you know, I want to see the whole field. But we got to do what you got to do. Yeah, that's, you got to do what you got to do. Gonna be, yeah. So. It'll be weird, brother. Well, yeah, well, Wolf, I'm really glad to hear you. At least you'll be there for half the game. So that's what I called up. Yeah, Wolf will be there for all the games. Uh, you know, but... but uh, on the sideline, I mean. Oh, yeah, in some shape or form. I don't know. I've heard rumors that they're saying, like, in the first row or second row or something. Well, if that's the case, cool, because then, you know, where's the vendor guy? I'll be ordering hot dogs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. (laughs) You know, Wolf uh, wants to eat through the course of the game. I think that would be a great time to try. And, and, you know, he could go uh, into BRGRs. There you go. Yeah, yeah, that'd be good. Yeah. 
So we shall see, my friend. Yeah. We shall see what's yeah, going to well, transpire. Burgers, burgers in the uh, uh, in the first row. Sounds good. Yeah. Anything else, bro? Uh, now, guys, look forward to the broadcast. Thank you so much. Okay, thank you, you, Ed. Man. God bless you, buddy. Take care. Take care. All right, uh, 412. All right, we're going to go to break, and we'll take one after the break. He's Wolf. I'm Tunch, and uh, it's 412-919-1316. We'll be back after this. Yeah, I think it is because if, uh, we got to rest those guys at some point in time. Uh, Ola's doing a good job for us also. Um, yeah, you know, but uh, Alex has really shown that he belongs in the NFL. He belongs where we drafted him at. Uh, do we really know that until we get him live action? Probably not. You're in the locker room with Tunch and Wolf, presented by Neighborhood Ford Store. The Ford F-150 is the official truck of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Now, here's Tunch and Wolf. So that was uh, Keith Butler talking about Alex Highsmith. And uh, Alex, uh, you know, he he shows he belongs. Uh, he knows the defense well. He does a good job uh, for a rookie and uh, Alex has learned in a tough situation because no preseason games. And uh, uh, you heard the boss, uh, the river. Uh, you know, I, I saw the boss uh, after the, the river album. Oh, and, did you? Yeah, yeah. Where it at? Was, it, it, um, was that the before Civic or Arena. after Manilow? Yeah, the Civic Arena. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it, it was uh, um, probably your fifth, fourth, fifth year. I don't remember. Yeah. I, I must have not. I must have whiffed on that one. Yeah. But uh, that would be a concert. Right. To, you know. Yeah. I'd, see. I'd, I'd, I've always loved I'd, Boss. I'd, I'd go see the Boss again. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Although I'd like to do it from uh, a nice box. Yeah. Box seating. We yeah. saw. Who did we see up there? Stevie Nicks. Stevie Nicks. That's Steve, right. Stevie Nicks in the box. That was great, yeah, that man. Was, that was a great concert. Yeah. Um, certainly with Alex uh, Highsmith, one thing again that stands out so much is his ability to grasp concepts and not make repetitive mistakes. Right. And that is something I remember, Raleigh. Raleigh, when I, I made the same mistake like twice, twice. In, in, in within one week. And he looked at me and he said, you know, that's twice. Yeah. That's two times too many. Yeah. And it was just like, you're like you could feel like the, the blood rush into your face and you're like going, uh-oh, you know. Because yeah. he he did not he hated mistakes. Raleigh was chilly. He was he was a you know he prepared us right for the NFL. You know what I mean? But yeah, Raleigh, you know he was on us all the time. And then when he was coaching at Green Bay, uh, when uh, you know we were playing, um, I saw him after the game, and he said, "I am so proud of you." Yeah, yeah, and that th that was. Uh, it was very nice yeah, to see him. Yeah, I, when it was he, I really... saw him. I remember when he came back from. Uh, you're talking about the Birmingham Stallions. Well, no, I'm talking about the Green Bay Packers. He was on the Green Bay Packers staff. Well, and I, when we played the first the I remember seeing him was we came back from the Stallions, and he was in Pittsburgh for whatever reason early yeah. on. Yeah, and I saw him. Uh, it was a home game, and uh, it was just nice to hug up with him. Yeah. And just tell him how much I appreciate him when, 
when in fact I, I was not appreciative at all when I was a young guy and taking a lot of heat from yeah. him. But you learn. But he, you know? he said, you know, uh, Kobe and Webby and Larry Brown and right. Sam Davis will make mistakes, and I'll overlook it. They've earned You'll, their spurs. Yeah, they earned their spurs. You uh, will make a mistake, and I'll jump down your throat. And he was good to his words. And he was... Uh, <laughs> And he was, and he, he he was honest. He was very honest, yeah. uh, and he was at times brutally honest. Yeah, but that's the way we were coached back then. We were coaching a very hard style. Right, it was not about um, you know a softer, gentler NFL or bringing a guy along and hoping yeah. that he grasped it. It was uh, they threw you out there and it's sink or swim. Yeah, and that's how you learned and that's how you did. And so, better or worse, that's the, the way we were raised in yeah. the NFL. So. Uh, Raleigh was just he, he was just great at what he did. It was just hard to to, to accept to say know? yeah. He, so you know I, I remember he was on 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 me all the time. On me all the time. <laughs> you, you think on you all the time? He was on me. He was yeah. on Tyrone. Tyrone. I mean, we, he was he was an equal opportunity. Uh, yeah. Uh, Flamethrower. Yeah. You know I mean, um, but you know I think he I think he loved Tyrone. Right. I, I really, I think yeah, he has special he, places. Yeah, he, he, little, little, little uh, house on the prairie. Yeah. He used to call Tyrone. Yeah, Tyrone. <laughs> we used um, to bust Tyrone and say, I, I "You're the Tyrone. teacher's pet." I, I miss Tyrone. Too. I miss him very much. So. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he he was had a, a heart friend. attack uh, uh, yeah. years ago. Yeah, yeah. And I and I saw him before he had his heart attack. Mm. Uh, I was doing a uh, football clinic down in Orlando, ah. and. Uh, uh, he was walking by me and he said, Tunch. And I, you know, we. Did you get a chance to hug up on Yeah, him? yeah. Oh, we good. hugged up and we had lunch together. Oh, good. Uh, and then. Uh, uh, and then the next Thanksgiving, Friday, he had a massive heart attack. Mm. Yeah. yeah. So sad, but I'm yeah. glad that you got a chance to see him. Yeah, I got. I, I got missed a chance, him. But, yeah. He was a lot of fun. Uh, he was a good guy. Yeah, I love Tyrone. Yeah. Uh, and uh, so he's with the Lord. He, yeah. he loved Jesus. We'll see him again. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, uh, let's go to Juan in South Carolina. Juan, welcome to the locker room. Uh, How you doing, buddy? How you doing, bro? Hey, good morning, guys. How y'all doing? Good. Fabulous. Hey, Wolf, did you get your win Wednesday? Yes. I, hey, ring the bell, baby, 299.5. I had a little setback, but that's because they keep sticking those chocolate chip cookies in my lunchbox. Yeah. All right, or the box lunch that I have, right? So I got to stop with the chocolate chip cookies. I'll be good. Ring the bell at 299.5. <laughs> hey, it's under three bills. That's all I know. Yeah, and those chocolate chip cookies will do it to you. Yes, they will. You got to get away from them chocolate chip cookies. So, yeah. What uh, else you uh, got? So I was listening to when I was listening to when y'all had Wicks on. I agree with Wicks. I'm not with these guys who got the junior and the thirds. Get rid of that stuff, man. But like you said, some of those guys are not juniors and pickings. So I'm, I got to agree with Wicks. I'm with that, man. I couldn't catch what you were saying there. Say it again, Juan. Agreeing with Wex about what? I see. What I want, Wex was talking about the guys who had like juniors and like the third on back of their jerseys and stuff. I have to agree with. Them. I'm not with that stuff either. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> and also, um, so I don't know. I just, I just got on. So I don't know if you guys already mentioned it. So I said, congratulations to Bo Narell, deserves should have been in the Hall of Fame, man. So yeah. now we got to push the Andy Russell, Eric right? Alephanis, and now yeah, get those guys in now. No doubt about it. Bill Nunn is a, a he's a worthy man. We've talked about him throughout most of the show. Yeah, I'm sorry you missed it because uh, you know we had a lot of uh, great memories that we were able to yeah. kind of you know share with the folks. But again, I go back to the fact that he was a gracious man. He was a good great man, man. and he was uh, he was a great father, Loved husband. Him. Yes, and. Uh, and, and great at what he did, his profession. Yeah, he, he was a great scout. And uh, uh, one of the things, uh, I don't know if you, you heard that, Juan, but uh, every Thursday morning, uh, uh, Carnell Lake was in, in in his office talking to him. And, uh, you know, when I would walk by, they'd invite me in, and we, we'd be talking football. And, uh, and then, you know, he would always ask you what you thought about this guy and what you thought about that guy and what you thought about that guy. And uh, he was just such a gracious man, you know, loved them. Uh, and uh, he, and was, he was phenomenal. Yeah. He and, was just phenomenal. And, he, and he deserves to be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. Yeah. So hopefully that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know, next step coming up. Yeah. Like I always do, like I tell you guys, I always kept the uh, recap on the podcast, so I'll be able to tune in with you guys, which I'll talk about earlier since then. Let's that far. Good. Yeah, you want to hear about Bill Nunn because yeah. uh, there were some nice memories there. Right. So, anything else, brother? No, that would be all. Thank you, my brothers. Y'all have a good one. All right, brother Juan, you take care. Thanks for the call in. We'll check in with you in another day or so. God bless you, Juan. Take care, man. Take care. No all right. Yeah, you miss you, buddy. All right, uh, so uh, um, the uh, one, one of the things that uh, we're talking about is uh, uh, you're trying the, to figure it out as guys, we do it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The young guys, the young guys, Alex Highsmith, Ola oh, yes. Dennehy, uh, Yuli. Um, well, the other one, the guy that's just right now in my mind is Chase Claypool. He's yeah. just killing it. Well, He's yeah, killing it, man. Chase Claypool is going to be a big. I'm telling you, stud. I said yesterday, this guy is. Pure top shelf right. Canadian bacon, man. Yeah, I'm kidding. Canadian bacon's just the best. It's the ham. No, it's it's the best. Ch- Canadian it's the best. Canadian bacon is ham. No, man. Canadian bacon is the best ham. Yeah, not just ham. Yeah. it's the best. Oh, all yeah, right. You yeah. got to understand. Yeah, and that's what you got with a uh, with Chase. I, I got to tell you something. This kid is really, he's even better than advertised. Yeah. You know what I mean? This is the guy that you talk about catching a moving train. This may yeah. be the first guy that outruns the train. Yeah. I mean, he is really – you know, and my, he does something every practice that makes you go, hmm. You know who coached him up at Notre Dame? Who? Bill Polian's son. No kidding. Right. I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. Very good Cause, indeed. Because I was on with Bill Polian on the uh, NFL series and uh, – uh, we were talking, and uh, I said, uh, I, "Chase Claypool, uh, how how good he was." And he said, "Well, my son coached him." Oh, yeah, yeah, that's excellent. Yeah, yeah. You look at the f- raw physical attributes of this guy, 
And then you watch him with the strong hands. I yeah. didn't know how strong his hands were. Yeah. You look at him with uh, his ability to um, work the sidelines with the toe tap. Yeah. That's something I also I didn't speed. know about him. Well, the speed we knew about it, four right. four. But what I'm saying is what I didn't know about him, he, he starts to exhibit in the practices. And as long as uh, he keeps going here, you know, I, I look at Alex Hay- Highsmith, in my mind, he'll contribute later rather than earlier but i think chase claypool will be earlier rather than later yeah i I agree with that i agree with that so hopefully you know both these young men can go on and and do some of the good things that uh, people apparently and and rightly so uh think very highly of these two guys yeah because they're showing it right 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 and uh, uh anthony mcfarland also yeah but i think Anthony McFarlane, yes, but right now, the, Alex and, and Chase right now just stands out yeah. more than anything. Yeah, that, that's you right. Know? Yeah. Um, but uh, they, they all, you know, I'm, a, I'm anxious to see Kevin Dotson. Yeah. I hope he gets back yeah. soon. You know, you get a knee. Yeah. You know what it's like. Yeah. All right, uh, uh, we're out of time, and uh, he's Wolf on Touch, and uh, coming up is Stan Saverin uh, as uh, – uh, the Godfather himself, uh, and uh, he we'll, was looking as yeah, I saw him looking through the door. Yeah. There, he's like saying, "Get out of yeah, here!" G- Lord willing, we'll be back uh, tomorrow morning. And uh, get out! Thank, thank, <laughs> get out! Thank, thank. Yeah, look at there, there you go. Said, We're getting kicked the out. The Godfather man. is kicking us out. Uh, Jake did a great job uh, as always. Uh, so long, everybody. God bless. Uh, you're gonna come with. Uh, the Godfather. The Godfather's here.